G'day everybody, Saturday night. Here we are. Saturday night live. How are we, Yogi? We, I'm, I'm early, for the record, ladies and gentlemen on the road radio. <laughs> I, Yogi Kendall from Truck and Life, is early. I, uh, I nearly needed the note. Nearly? Yeah, I, I know. Well, it was a bit of a nervous call because uh, it was pointed out that if you're late and I'm late, which I generally am, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes <laughs> I am generally late, we're going to leave the tech guy to be talking about all texting by himself. I'm a, a lonesome. Yeah, all you're lonesome. You'd have, been there with it in, you'd have been there with it in his hand, and what would have happened then? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly be no house music, I can tell you that. House every weekend. House yeah. every weekend. Oh, oh, don't, don't worry. My, my text message is already lit, lighting up since yeah. I posted that little uh, <laughs> every weekend. <laughs> that, that Great song. Might be Yogi's, Yogi's own uh, session, that one. Oh, look, I can't wait for Yogi to have his own music show. I want to no, see what's no. going on when that no, happens. I want Andy to review my music. That's what I want from the for the scenario. Yep. yep. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I want it. I want Andy. Let me have him. Stop hogging him to yourself, Mike. On the no, you can, no, look, I'm more than happy to let Andy review your music, mate. I reckon you might not like, you might not like the answers. That's all I can say. So what a what a week it was, gentlemen. We've uh we've been everywhere, we've been nowhere, we've had one night in the home in the home bed, apparently I snored, I got kicked out of my home bed and I went back into the truck. So yeah, fair enough too. going on. So should yeah. be more of it. Not me being kicked out of my own bed, like <laughs> my own house. Yeah, no, should be more of it, dude. Right? <laughs> Jeez, that's pretty rough. Really two brutal. weeks on the road, brother. Get two out. Weeks. Get out. Get out. You're snoring. You know, yeah, I'm... go on. I'll shut up now. I'm going to say, at some point, I did actually think I woke up with a pillow on my head. I cannot confirm yeah. it tonight. So, yeah. Right, I was right, sort of one right, of those right, things. Right. But, yeah. No, mm. I, I must have enjoyed the, the sleeping in a big bed. And, uh, yeah, we, we've got a we've got a nice bed there that uh, was a contentious issue in our household because we didn't need a new bed, and I thought we did, and that we spent more money on a bed than we had ever spent. But, anyway, we got it, and we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we, Amanda? <laughs> but but the big bear snores in it, eh? But the big yeah. bear snores in it. So we've got a little bit of a problem there. So uh, so we'll go back to work and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, what week it was. I do have a question for you. Right. 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 So I was over at our designer's place this afternoon. Yeah. In her in her spacious office makes my uh, makes my cage look pretty bloody second hand, to be honest with you. Her is a professional yeah. outfit. We're yeah. just a backyard sort of a setup. Mm-hmm. And we we're there looking at a magnificent computer screens, etc. And she she said to me, Why is Yogi called Yogi? And I and I sort of looked blankly at her and I'm going, I don't know. And she said, well, Is it because he steals people's lunches at picnics? <laughs> 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 so anyway, we're looking for a new graphic designer. Uh, <laughs> No, we're not. No, take that back. Drop that out of the history. We're not. We are not looking for a new graphic designer. We have a fantastic graphic designer. So why is Yogi called Yogi? Well, it, this is the question. Yeah. Hey, 
This is the answer. Yes, exhibit A. Correction. Correct. I do like a picnic basket. And I am a little partial to pinching someone else's picnic basket. Yes, that is true. But the main reason is I started blogging in the High Plains in Victoria. Right. All right. So I went up the bush in 94. Got a job up there as a tree faller and all that sort of stuff. Working the landing. Um, I can grow a beard in about two days. Yeah, and uh, I was always smiling, so they called me Yogi, and it just stuck. Oh, right, eh? There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there yeah, we go. Right. Yeah. So we, just, we just need to know these things. We like to fill out the detail, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, <laughs> well, actually, speaking of the fabulous traffic designer that uh, that we have, we have got an email saying we need a headshot and a bio, and I haven't <laughs> done that in the magazine yet. So anyway. You, <laughs> you are in summer. You, you'll get a headshot if you keep it up. But you know, I know, I know, I, I know. Can't. I feel like there's a target on my headshot already, you know. Yeah, so, yeah I haven't done it. So maybe, ooh, maybe I, won't, I might have a bit of time this week. I've got a bit on this week, gentlemen. I've got a little yeah. bit going on for the magazine. Yeah. Well, we've all got our projects to finish that the editor's on our back about. It was fairly brutal over there in the, uh, in the, uh, in the big pit. In the bear pit today, <laughs> Yogi bear pit. <laughs> it was uh, it was fairly brutal. The, the the girls were sort of sitting there, uh, Sonia and Colette, and uh, well, Colette was on the phone, and Rose was there, and I was there witnessing. Uh, it was like it was like a feeding frenzy. It was, and I oh. I've got to tell you, mate, I mm-hmm. I've, I've edited some stuff, and I'm fairly I'm fairly able to write things and, and make them make sense and by the time I finish with them they, they're generally pretty good mm. um, I can tell you now that they spent three hours correcting articles in the magazine because there wasn't commas in the right place mm-hmm. um, be- because there were capital letters where there shouldn't have been and because someone said something about having a sneaky steer or having a cheeky steer or something like that and there was a there was a five minute discussion about whether we should use sneaky or cheeky. Mm. Uh, because yeah, I might I, I might have written them both cheeky, sneaky, steer. I think you did. This is why I'm saying it to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I wrote it. Just put it in there. It's all good in the hood. Like no dramas at all. That's my conclusion on that. And uh, so you know, there was a five minute discussion about whether it should be cheeky or sneaky. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, dear Lord. What have, what, have we, what have we done? <laughs> well, we're just all lucky that girls learned how to spoke proper, eh? Well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all, that, all that learning and crap we've done over the years. Mm. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, did, I did have to tell. I said to him, I said, you realise this is a trucking magazine. It's not Vogue. <laughs> oh, right. if, if we're on the cover of Vogue, though, how good would that be? So, mm. Yeah, we'll get yeah, one. So, so, what, so, what about that? Uh, what about that punctuation in the the difference between knowing your shit or the difference between comma knowing your shit? That's right. Yeah. No, well, there was a bit of that in there. There was a bit of that in there. Um, oh, okay. Well, we, uh, we, you know, they, they, they did they did get stuck right into it. And look, I've got, I've got to tell you, I'm very happy that they did because there was some absolute yeah. there was some absolute howlers in there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't sure. worry, I had a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the worst part about this, you know, I've been working on this for a few months now, as you both know, uh, 
and I want to get this so it's absolutely perfect, right? Yeah. And and we and it will be, and it's just like done. It's it's done and it's done and dusted except for two things. Um, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say what I'm not gonna say what the two things are. Um, not right I, now, anyway. Not right now, anyway. And I, but I, I do have a backup plan for if, if one of them well won't, won't if, be needed. It won't be needed, I'm sure. Yeah, be right, um, Mike. Calm down. Right. Calm down. Calm down. Right. Beers on it, but it won't be needed. Oh, no, so I know. I've got. I've got. I've got. I've pulled the trigger on the backup plan, and it's all. It's all lined up. And it'll either be done this time, or it'll be done next time, one or the other. But all it's going to be like. In case there is another bloke though that has been saying to me, "Don't worry about it, Stu. We're right. I'll have it to you today." Been saying that to me for the last three days. Cool. I'm not yeah, going to. I'm not going to tell you who that is, yo. Yeah, I won't say who that is. No, don't say his name. She's right. No. She's right. Yeah. But I've got, I've got to tell you though, he keeps getting tripped over by things. So, oh, so, what, right. so what happens right. is the I, I've got a little bit of sympathy for this bloke because you know you, you know how we live in a world where shit happens, right? Yeah. And and believe me, I feel so I feel for him. I do. I actually feel for him a little bit because shit does happen. And he said he's fair shit this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, there's a reason why I don't own trucks anymore. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's discovering for himself what that is, although I'm sure it's not the first time it's happened to him. But uh, I'll tell you what, there's a reason why people just throw their hands in the air and go, nah, this is all too hard. Uh, well, yeah, I know. One, one thing I will say, one thing I will say, Mike, is I'll take my hat off to you. You've done a great job as the editor yes, so far. Well, thank you very much. And the girls, everyone's put a great effort in and yeah. seeing this morning what... Um, where the magazine's up to and what we've actually produced. I'll, I'll even nearly give myself a pat on the back here, but, we're, you know, it's coming along fantastically and yeah, I hope sure. everyone ducks over and subscribes. Where, where do they subscribe, yeah. Yagi? At www.truckandlife.net. <laughs> A-U at A-U. One job. <laughs> one job, yeah. One job. So that was www.truckandlife.net.au. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's it's you looking know, fantastic, and I, I can't yeah. wait to the release. So, Tech Guy, are you, are you telling us we've actually got a magazine? Yeah. <laughs> How many times have we told we haven't got one? We've actually got a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> These, so all these emails, just, I've got to leave him speechless now because he can't say anything now. <laughs> so, no, we've, we've done well, well and it's been it's been a, a, a long sort of dream for me to be a part of Truck and Life and uh, and a few right. people were brought to the to the magazine. It's the same sort of deal. So you, we can hopefully you can see that passion that we've got for the magazine that will come out in the first magazine. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty well, the, the first one's been the hardest because we've produced everything from scratch. We didn't have any access to the archive. Yeah. Everything that we've, everything that, that references all the old older things has all been sort of um, resurrected from, from paper magazines and we've had to convert it into digital and try and sort of make everything, make everything look like it, it's, it's supposed to be there. And, and that's what you know, Sonia's been magic for that. Yeah, our, our designer, and 
you know, it was just a pure accident when I met I met with her, you know. A pure accident. It's one of those things that the serendipity has sort of helped us along with a bit of this. And now we've got everything that it should get easier now that we've got all the templates made and we know what we're doing now. We've had we had to line up a printer and we are getting it printed in Australia. The magazine's gonna be printed yep. in Melbourne. Um by um can I say the printer's name? Should I say the printer's no, name? It'll be a secret. It'll be a secret. Everyone will be raiding them, trying to get them, break into the joint, to, steal it, you know? No, no. Trying to break, no, so we won't do that. No. It's secret squirrel stuff at the moment, but our, our printer is in Melbourne. We chose to use an Australian printer because we want to keep the whole thing as much as we can inside Australia. And it'll be much easier yeah. to read in Australian. Mate, we'll be much easier to read in Australia oh, as well. So. Well, apparently our Australian thing's been taken out from what the girls have done today. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. Still... <laughs> it's been changed from English to Australian. It's, it's been, been changed. changed Australian. And it's bad. It's Australian truck driver. Mine's worse. Mine's just worse than Australian truck driver. Yeah. Mine is terrible. I actually have to wonder, did you did you actually pass English to Yogi? Did you? No, I didn't. Drop straight D's and E's in English. 100%. Awesome. Absolute well, fail. Without a doubt. Can... You've done a pretty good job then. Oh, no. I know. I, when you said you've got to write 1,200 words minimum, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't, I, look, I can say 1,200 words, no gum. <laughs> I don't reckon, I, I, I barely struggle to write what, what I've actually done for the day in my diary. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, going, I'm never going to write 1,200 words, man. This is ridiculous. Surely the feature stories are not 1,200 words. Turns out they are. Yeah, and, and look uh, what you've done. Yeah. Oh, I know. I haven't done that since '94. Yeah. I just got. Then, a, I just, no, I'm sorry. Go on. I was going to say back back then in 1994, you used to. I used to handwrite all your essays and stuff like that. And the, the yeah. school at that point would give you an extra 10 percent on your mark if you yeah. used a computer. Oh right, eh? Yeah. So it's like I'm way, 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 way back in there, and I, I don't. Yeah, I know. I'd like that story just come to my head, and I reckon it was probably two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it come out, and it's coming out. So I'm just I'm up, going bang, 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 and I got it. But yeah, you know, it's it's been it's been a, a really interesting learning curve, you yeah. know. And, I, and I'm I'm in loving and I'm loving the photography that I'm doing as well. I'm sort of figuring it out. Yeah. I had a bit of an eye for photography. I kind of like the idea of taking photos. And, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm learning a lot about that too. So it's been good. We're going to have to we're going to have to get you out with one of the professionals that we've got working with us, and and uh, maybe give you some tips. Well, that'll be Wednesday afternoon, me old mate. Mm. And uh, just to let the cat out of the bag, there the old Yogi's going to be at the Mortlake Roadhouse about tea time on Wednesday. Yep. With yep. a with a photographer, and uh, look. We don't have any merch at the moment because it's all being produced as we speak. But yep. down the track, down the track, we're going to be uh, bringing back. We've got a whole page in the magazine devoted to what we're bringing back stuff that we haven't put in oh, this not. time. Stuff that we haven't put in this time because we we don't have any of it. So we don't have any yep. letters. We don't have any driver profiles. We don't have, you know, we don't have uh, a billboard page because no one's there's nothing to put in there at the moment. But all these old features that were in the magazine, we're going to bring back. Yeah. Um, we've had a talk about bringing back a rates page. What the what we think? The oh, I want be. to do a feature story on rates. I really, really well, want to get into rates. There's uh, there's a couple of things happening. I'm trying to get hold of some of these fellows from the load boards. We can find out exactly what they what the story is with them. 
Uh, they, they seem to be a little bit slow answering their emails at the moment. So, <laughs> you know. and, we're, and we're doing it. We, we are doing industry pages, but no one's replying, have they? No, no, we've got industry. Yeah, we've got a heap of stuff. Let me see. Let me turn around and have a look at my whiteboard that the others can't erase. We've got, I, I sent out uh, emails to virtually every trucking, recognised trucking body in Australia. Yep. Uh, it's got a U or a W or a T in front of it or whatever it is. You yeah. You send it out. Um, like there. There's a million different articles there. There were several that haven't bothered to reply to the emails at all. And I know that the emails went to the right place. Absolutely know it for a fact. Yeah. Uh, there were two uh, trucking bodies in Australia that, that specifically declined the offer of half a page free space in the industry section of our magazine. They specifically declined. Okay. Right uh, and I'll name them. I will name them right now. No, no, no. All right, I won't name them right now. We'll hey, the Mike, Mike yeah. remember, this is a Saturday show. Unless it's funny. It's not funny. No, well, no. So not. therefore, it's a Wednesday show. No. Right, right. Anyway, no, that's not funny. We're meeting on Monday again. <laughs> we might have to have a safety meeting with our lawyer before I start. No, no, no. <laughs> so you reckon? You little Jay's face. A couple of take fives there, uh, yeah. Trucker. Yeah. Just take five, we'll, do, okay. we'll do a take five and JSA, shall we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll put it in your um, your budget for um, legal fees, there, Mike. In my budget, not not to be taken from Craig and Yogi's budget. Yeah, <laughs> Oh man, look, all matters resigning. Editor at Truck Life. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email. I got an SMS just there before. Someone said, "Is the magazine going to be delivered by truck?" And it absolutely is, actually. Delivered um, by a truck. It is going to be delivered by a truck from Melbourne to uh, an undisclosed location mm. in the northern rivers of New South Wales. It well, certainly and, won't be uh, delivered by a stork, will it? No, it won't be delivered by a stork. I don't think the stork will be able to have it. Um, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a pallet that'll weigh about 800 kilos. No, uh, it'll be so, bigger than that. Well, well, we've got we're going to take the set. We're going to take the subscriptions off. They're getting mailed straight out from the uh, printers in Melbourne. Gone, um, gone. Gone. They'll just go out. Gone. They'll go out. So some of the guys might actually get theirs before the release date. And I, and I would I would encourage you to uh, to not put pictures of the magazine on social media. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely going to be delivered by truck, and, and the pallet is going to be covered with black plastic, so no one can see what it is. You can buy one, uh, get an early edition, pre- a sneak can you? preview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it costs about six thousand dollars. That's right. Yeah. So if, any, if anyone wants that one, they can um, just go to the editor, editor at yeah. truckandlife.net.au, yeah. and we'll happily send you an edition. I'll deliver it in person. Yeah, signed. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I tell you what, right. no, it's, un- no, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, right. yeah. So moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, Yogi. We've, what do you got? We've, we've, yeah, moving on. We've got we've got some big guests on tonight. We've got three. A jam, bit of a jam packed show, here, ladies and gentlemen. And for all the text messages that I've got, they will not play House every weekend. So stop no. me, right? It's not going to happen. Right yeah. now, we've got big guests on tonight. We've got a, we've got a, we've got an owner operator, which is a long term name in trucking. We've got we've got the senator. We do, and then we've got we've got Barry. Now, what's Barry? Barry's going to set me straight. Is what I've heard in the uh, in the safety meeting this afternoon. 
on the right. 887 different calls on the Hume Highway. So that's right. I expect Barry to start from Sydney and go yeah. right through to Melbourne. He probably could. He probably oh, I've got could. No he probably will. <laughs> but 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 we heard you waft one the other day about going down the steps and stairs, right? <laughs> and I've got to tell you, dude. Yeah. He, he said this guy's got no idea what he's talking about. Well, he said he, no, he no. said he should just yeah. go back to Western Australia. And I, and I said, what, Manjum up or something like that? He said, some other name you can't pronounce, right? Yeah, it'd be an up, so it'd be down. It'd be down south because <laughs> it's an up. So anyway, get uh, that into your head, you lot. Get that into your head. All the ups and, are downs and all the downs are up in Western Australia. So figure that one out and you'll, when you right. figure it out, you'll go, no way, that is true. That's true. It is absolutely true. <laughs> and and we're going to have, it looks like we're going to have him on at the same time as Senator Glenn Stirl and Barry wants to have a bit of a chat about rest areas. So I think that's appropriate. And uh, Barry, uh, for those of you who don't know, Barry Grimson, brother Barry, brother Sleepy, was a uh, one of the guys that, that kicked off the Razorback blockade. In fact, Ted's right-hand man for a lot of it. Ted Stevens' right-hand man. Yeah. And uh, he's a he's a, a friend of mine. And I've interviewed him a couple of times, and um, I've interview for the book that I'm, I'm in the process of writing about the other stories from Razorback. Um, yeah, because yeah, we, we were at Razorback the other day, up top of the yeah. hill, and I was... The, yeah, when you hear that there was people down the bottom of the hill and people doing yeah. this and people doing that, you think, that's fantastic. So. And so the other part about it is that the Hall of Fame in Alice Springs this year has uh, created a new award that's it's going to be called the History Makers Award, and uh, that is the inaugural the inaugural uh, recipients of that award are the six drivers that started the Razorback blockade. Um, obviously, a couple of them are no longer with us, so they'll be posthumous awards and go to their families. But uh, Barry Grimson, Carl Goodfellow and Spencer Watling are going to be out at Alice Springs uh, for the reunion at the end of August, which is the 25th, 26th of August. Uh, for this on the Saturday, and they'll be receiving that award on Saturday afternoon. There's a truckies dinner out there in the morning. If you're out there for the whole thing on Friday morning, the Transport Women Australia Limited have, have got a dinner there. There's the Red Ball on on uh, Saturday night where Transport Women Australia have got some awards there. The inaugural Dream Makers Award, I think it's called, for uh, women are doing some uh, some stuff inside of trucking, whether it's small business or or uh, owner drivers even so there's that that happening of course in Sunday's the open day you can get in and have a bit of a look around Alice Springs there's plenty of uh, plenty of accommodation out there available now if, you, if you're quick and get into it what there's a what? yeah sorry it's what? the, it's the uh, 20, 24th to the 27th of, of uh, August um, and uh, you're going to be at the uh, Dower and Buddy show that weekend, don't you, Yogi, yourself? Well, that's our, one of our busiest weeks of the year, is that yeah. particular week. So, uh, yeah, and uh, it was pointed out to me today that don't let the guilt get in the way of your decision to just go to the Hall of Fame. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I've, been, I've been doing this run. No, uh, no, you got to do what you got to do, mate. 17 years and, uh, yeah. you know, customers use us and it's the start of our season it's the go yeah. time of the year and uh, yeah. unfortunately the all of fame is right when it's on so yeah so no it's okay yeah. rose and i are going to be out there we've booked our plane tickets and 
And old mate uh, Bob McMillan's going to be out there. He's uh, he's there every year. He's organised the accommodation for us and for yep. the uh, for the uh, Razorback guys. And um, we're you know, obviously we're trying to raise a bit of money to help with this. Just uh, all the fans looking for sponsors for the event. We're doing a bit. We've obviously provided a little bit of uh, bit of space in the magazine for them, and uh, we'll be obviously writing stories and. You know, taking pictures and all that sort of thing out there on the day, and that'll come out in the November issue, yeah. uh, which will be really in the start of November, isn't it? Because when's the when's the Goulburn convoy on, Craig? It's the start of the month. Oh, somewhere it? in there, but the magazine will be out very early, early November. Yeah, yeah we'll work that out. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we want to. So we we might have to go to a song here. We'll get a guest on. Song on. We get the we'll first get... guest on, and we'll punch on. All oh, right, eh? So we'll, we'll just um, go to a tune, eh? Yeah, why not? Yeah, a bit of Stones because Mike. Loves the stones. I do. I love the stones. Bit of rolling stones. Yeah, I know. Every weekend. We'll we'll be right back.
We're back, everybody. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. back. We're back. On the road radio. That is that. Our guest, Justin Fawcett, is an absolute professional. When you said go quiet, he did mm. exactly what hey, you said. And Welcome we only had to, on to do it once. Radio. Nice one. It's hard to get good help, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome, Justin. Welcome to On the Road Radio, mate. Thank you very much for being a guest on the show, but we appreciate well, thanks, thanks for having me. Thank, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, because we, we had another good mate of ours that we sort of pegged to uh, to come on the show and he got a little bit busy this afternoon and we sort of told us that during the week and, uh, yeah, he'd give you a call and, um, yeah, you've got a long history with Brito and you've known him since you were a kid, I think, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I come along. He was working for my grandfather and my dad and, um, yeah, yeah, still knocking about with him a bit now, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, bud, for sure. So... So you you grew up South Coast? Yeah, yep, down the South Coast there. Um, mum and dad and oh, my grandfather started out down there, cutting furniture and stuff in Old Bedford, and end up cutting the cheese out of Bega to Melbourne. And then and, um, uh, was that and was that under a tarp? Because pretty much showed me pictures of the cheese back, going to Melbourne then, under a tarp. Yeah, back then, yeah, because it was it wasn't matured, so I don't know whether. Whether anyone knows about it, it's a bit like a lot of us blokes. We haven't matured yet. Yeah, got to keep but, under uh, a tarp every now and then. <laughs> that's right. But anyway, I don't we won't go there. About, I, don't, I, don't want about, I don't want to know about teeth and what goes on the tarp. So I don't want to know about any of that stuff. Yeah, that's right. But um, no, that back there, back then, it, it would come out of the out of the factory there after it was made, and it was still green, so to speak. And then it goes and right. gets. It depends what it, where like. Whether it's mild cheese or tasty cheese, or can be in the in the cool room for up to nine months. So I think I being out in the tarp for bloody eight hours wasn't going to do it any harm. Yeah, I don't know much about cutting the cheese. I know about cutting the cheese, right? <laughs> the yeah, no, well, we're, they were in big blocks, for about a foot square. So it would take a fair bit to get them pretty warm. I reckon that might have been the skin on the top, might have been that. That was it. We used to load it up there and park under the Beagle Bridge in the shade there. Yeah. So someone would have to cut the cheese eventually. Yeah, eventually, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, do, they, do they still make cheese out of Beagle? It... They, they oh, do, yeah. yes. Yep. They've they got a packing plant, yeah. all the packing plant, it's all there now, whereas back when when Dad was doing it, he sold out, I think it was 97 or 98. But um, yeah. back then, it was that was what she was. I'd, that's how I grew up, loading cheese on a Sunday morning. If I wasn't doing that, I was driving Lego trucks around the kitchen floor and the laundry oh, floor there, ski jamming with the trucks. younger brother. And Yeah. Now, now, so, tell, tell us about the truck you bought because when you were 10, it was easy to drive. Oh, well, back... The old man, he, <laughs> he, he, he had an LTS Louisville. He, he bought in 1988. Um, and then in 1990, mm. he bought a... A T650 at a, uh, a big garage. It was then down in Bansdale. It was mm-hmm. a day cab and only had a, um, he got a bunk put on it and we brought it home. I can remember the day we went and picked it up and coming home now, I thought, well, the duck's guts here driving around to New Kenworth and come home there. It was still, yeah. like, the, the bunk wasn't hooked up. It was just mounted on the chassis mm-hmm. and plain white. We got it back to Berger there and painted her up and hooked her all up and set sail there and, um, yeah, was it 27 so was, years or something was it the later? Was slow line then? It was, yeah, yep, yep. Yep, yep. And it's um, oh, yeah. still 
still painted up original colours. I, I bought it back four years ago. I'm the fifth owner. It's went to Orbost and then went to Hay. And I found it. It was parked in the back of a workshop in Cooma. And a, right. a gentleman from Adam Inneby owned it just um, <clears throat> on a farm. And I said to my brother, I saw a park there one day. I said, if you ever see that truck for sale, let me know because I really want to buy it. Mm. And it, it stood out because it was still painted the same as Dad had it. it just Dad had blue and yellow lawns on his trucks. Yeah. And um, they just changed the yellow lawn to a light blue lawn. Right. And it really stood out. And, um, yeah, just had a triple <laughs> four in it. And old mechanical engine, I just used to love driving it around. Like 10 years old, in the yard there, hooking trailers up and then uh, I can't remember what year it was. It must have been 93, I think. We got a, another 650, and it had an um, N14 in it with electric throttle, and I couldn't drive it. Just the old mechanical <laughs> throttle every day of the <laughs> week. <laughs> mechanical is good for the kids at that age. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You've, got, you've got that truck, but that's what you've got. Yeah, yeah that's what I bought, and um, I just had it as a toy. had her on Club Rego because she was over 30. Yep. And... Um, I moved to Aubrey. I was a young fella, about 18, and did a mechanic apprenticeship and floated around a few places mechanicing. And then uh, it must have been 2007, I think, I started driving. I was down the coast there, done a bit for Bobbins's here and doing local. And then just filling in for the, the interstate blokes when they were crook or on holidays or whatever. And then, yeah, just I can't help it. It's just one of those things when you. When you find a job you love, you never work a day in your life, and I think that's the position yeah. I'm in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, mate. So you, I come you, from, you, you come from Bobbins. Sorry, Gary Aggie. Uh, I said, mate. I said you're pulling your hand as, as an owner. I reckon I uh, you were you Northbound. Were you Northbound somewhere yeah. around steps and stairs the other day? I reckon I was down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought I saw you somewhere. Yeah. Got it right. Well, you yeah, weren't yeah, at yeah, steps yeah. and stairs. We need to clarify that because you weren't at steps and stairs, right? Oh, but oh, have to be, know. wouldn't we? That's the last local. conversation. No, 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 no. no, no. Look, I can't, I can't have it. I can't have it because Barry rang me up. Barry rang me up specifically to tell me that you were on steamroller, right? That's oh, not yeah, right. Stairs. Oh, yeah, right. right. So, so right. I'm not like taking the task. I'm going to take it to task for letting you get away with it. Right. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Now you, stand, you stand by. You two other gentlemen on the road radio, did you get that picture? So, again, it's not a very good visual media for radio when I send pictures to the radio presenters, but you'll see uh, Justin's truck in its heyday, I think. Oh, I've seen that bloody thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, Brito sent me a picture with the tall liner on a boat. So, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all all done up and all. Well, cheese that tops them all. The cheese that tops them all. Yeah, 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 there you go. There you go. Good job, good job. Yeah, right. So, so, as so as a kid, we used to we used to I used to be throwing the tarps out over the over the load. My younger brother and myself, and we've got a younger sister. She come along a bit later on, and she's driving. Yeah. She drives locally down there, but just a tipper and dog. And Chris has got his own truck as well. My brother, he just floats yeah. up and down the the coast road there and wherever he, he ends up. And so um, you're all, yeah, we're so, all slightly you're all slightly touched then. Oh, big time! <laughs> yeah. So you and you've got three boys as well, and they're 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 in somewhere in it in some way, shape, or form, haven't they? Yeah, they got their fingers in the pies too. I've got my oldest fellow is a mechanic for at Dawson's there, at, in Aubrey. Oh, right. yeah. Yep. 
And then uh, my middle fella, he's a spray painter at Complete Bodycraft at Rutherglen. Oh, might as well give him a bit of a plug while I'm going. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we love that, mate. We love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then my yeah. youngest fella, he's just a, a young fella. He's 15, and it's where you're talking to a 62-year-old bloke. He just wants to be a cocky. He just wants to be a farmer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's what he's he, he was driving a chaser bin there at Christmas time. Earned himself a bit of cash there on his school holidays, and... Yeah, but yeah, it all, it all stems back to just every day. The only time you get to spend with dads, you got to work. You got to work with dad. So we're yeah, out shoveling yeah. grain off. We we never had a tipper when we was a young fella. We would take us three hours. You'd pull up there with Brito and pull the tarp off and yeah. get the shovel out. And yeah. Shovel yeah. out. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you and then dad would take it off. Back in the day when you could sneak into town with the auger on the back, I was saying. 12 or something, 11 or 12, and have the auger on the back of the ute, and Dad would be out in front, and I'd be just plodding into town to the edge of town there and swap over and go home and have a shower and go to school. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I did hear that was you. That was your, that was your day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, are, yeah. You, are you loving the industry still, mate? Are you, is it a love-hate relationship for you? or are you, you sort of I just plod along and do my own thing because I love what I do and just, you know... Uh, there's some a lot of things out there that rub you the wrong way, but uh, there's not much we can do about it. You just got to put your head down, ass up, and have a go. Yeah. I reckon. Like I, I, I come over here in 2011, and I was still working for Bobbins's then. And then I was, it was just, I ended up starting with Dawson's because it was just a bit more convenient being over here and yeah. a bit closer to home. When I was when when I was running. For Bobbins, as you know, I was running up and down the coast. I mean, running up and down the coast, and then he started sending me out here, and I was building a house out here. So I thought, oh, well, this is going to work. I'll be able to work for them. It all goes good. But when I moved over here, I started running up and down the coast again. So I thought, well, we can't mm. have that. Yeah. So I went and saw Goz, and away we went. And 12 years later, I'm still working for him, but I had this old truck parked in the backyard. And, you know, every time I got in, it had a smile on my face from ear to ear. I don't know, but. As you know, I was driving one of them 2018 Legend 900s. Yeah. Oh, had a pretty good truck. Yeah. Had a pretty yep. good setup there. Um, all new from front to back. But, you know, you get an old 650 there and go for a burn. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. felt like I was so 10 I, years old again. I, I did that when I bought my purple 900, which is a 95 900. I, I got out of a, a brand new truck that I'd set up at the company that I was working at. So it was a brand new um, 608 with double bunk aircon, 50 inch walk through the whole lock stop, right? And I got out of that and stepped back into a 95 model low line, 36 inch hole in the wall bunk, you know. And I, and Ooh. I, did the same deal. The smile just goes from ear to ear. It's just fantastic. Yeah, why wouldn't so you want it like that? You know, you want to hit your head when you go to bed. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, and I want so to good. between the two elder ROTs because I'm only a little bloke, and it's not that's not that good when I'm trying to squeeze my butt through them seats. But anyway, I get it done. So it is what it is. But I can understand that people will be saying the same thing to you as what was they were saying to me back in the time when I did it ten years ago. Why? Why would you yeah, get well, out of what you were doing? Yeah. But why not? But I like the old Hendrickson exactly. suspension. Like doesn't get any no. better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, Marla, I'm but she's 140 ton rated right? Hendrickson. <laughs> so, yeah, she's a big chuck out here. So, yeah. Mine's yeah, mass right. managed. Well, oh, she might be mass managed, but she manages the mass, all right? 
I know Western Star like that with Hendricks and Walker being one that made it, managed the mass all right too. And I hope there's no one from the NHBR listening, but I can tell you now she did, she did the work. Uh, well, they're more than welcome to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Still got to catch you. <laughs> photos, <laughs> photos or it never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, yeah. it's probably photos. Don't send, send, don't send photos to the editor at truckandlife.com. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, right, so you, so you sort of, you'll, you'll go anywhere, Justin, or you'll, you know, what, what do you... Well, do you been, do you having the old truck, I was a bit... More, or? I was yeah. a bit worried about having the old truck, you know. I didn't know what to expect, and um, yeah. you know, you, you don't want to get too far away from home because you don't know what it's like. And as I said, yeah. I started off in October, and uh, two weeks before Christmas, she shit herself. So oh, that was no. interesting. Yeah, no, she let me down. I, I I limped to home. We got a home. That was the main thing. We didn't have to put her oh. on the hook, but um, the motor come out of it, and yeah, we someone had put a big cam four hundred in it. It was a pretty healthy big cam. Like she was, it, it is what it is. She's no X15, but you know, yeah, yeah, it was still all right. She had the big squirters in her, but anyway, we've built it back to the triple four, which Dad had, and um, yeah. put a bigger turbo on it. And I never got it back until uh, it was Easter long weekend. I think I, it was when I put it back to work. I put a new yeah. firewall in it, new floor, and just went to town on it. While I had it bits, it's still. As I said, still original truck, like the paint. I swear when I bought it, it still had the same seat covers in it. Hmm. Right, like, eh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of boys that were handy at their craft was helping you out with that. We're doing the firewall. I, I, I got yeah, yeah. Over a weekend, we pulled the firewall out of her, pulled the dash out of it on a Friday night, and then because um, I only had the, the use of the huck gun over the weekend because obviously we borrowed that from the, the workshop. So and they needed they needed that to put their trucks together through the week. So I didn't have time to muck about. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, they'll firewall out and give her a coat of jam in the little shed here. I haven't got a shed to park the truck in, so she's all done outside. And um yeah, give the firewall a coat of jam and whacked her in there on the Sunday afternoon. I think it was four o'clock in the Sunday arvo we started putting back together. Jeez, and right. We had her all sealed up there. Yeah, she was Pretty wild sort of setup, but yeah, we got it done. I've got to ask you. I've got to ask an, like an editor sort of a question. Did you take photographs of this whole adventure? <laughs> I certainly did. <laughs> ah, righto. Editor at <laughs> truck and life <laughs> <laughs> dot dot net dot au. You someone's fishing. Later on, I reckon. Yeah, yeah we'll text it to you. Mate. We'll text it to you, but yeah. We, uh, yeah. we, we, you know, those sort of stories are good. And it's that, like, look, I, I mean, I bought our 900 knowing that it's, it's, it's made right at Kenworth. You know, they obviously, they, they paint their trucks well. They build them right, you know, and I reckon they're making good trucks in the 90s and, and anything earlier, anything after that is interesting, whether it's good, bad or ugly, you know, that's the jury still out. But well, to I be honest with you, how many, how many F-16s do you see still driving around? Oh, I tell you what, you want to come to the west side? They're everywhere. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah no, there's, like, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. you would oh, like you'd nearly say Volvo in WA would be the primary truck sale. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, yeah, Volvo but what about to... ninety model? What about ninety models? Are they still yeah, out there doing I, the I'll, 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 I'll send you. There's a. I've seen one today. A bogey, a twin steer bogey F16 with a like a thirty foot 
three-decker crate on it for sale on the corner as I drove around home today. <laughs> and it's all got, you got spider wheels all chromed up. It actually looks a million bucks. I'm thinking, do I need a stock crate, a three-deck stock crate? I don't think I do. No, that seems like a lot of hard Some of the older Volvos, like the older, the older ones, aren't too bad. It's the, it's like everything else. As they've got, as they've got more and more technical, more and more sensors on them, more and yeah. more things to go wrong. Usually, the issues with trucks these days is not something mechanical; it's some bloody sensor. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, or a rub wire somewhere. Uh, rub wire. Somewhere. Yeah, rub wire. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, mine, mine, mine will still go. It'll just the lights will flicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love look, mechanical I mean, bulls. I remember back when I had my T six hundred, and uh, had a D deck two in it, and you know the bloody twelve point seven liter D deck, and that was when they sort of started to put the electronic sensors in things, and it used to really yep. really frustrate the hell out of me. I was I was in the yard in Warnable one day, and I I, I turned the key on and it got, and buddy the the orange lights came on, and then red lights and they wouldn't let me start it. It just wouldn't let me start it. And I'm trying to work out exactly why. And I, and I reckon I had no water in the radiator. And I'd had the bottom open. I'd already had a look. I knew the bloody radiator was full. Right? And all it yeah. was was the wire out of the bloody set water sensor in the top of the radiator. And it, look, I can't remember what it cost me. It was some stupid amount of money for a sensor. Uh, it cost me the load. I missed the load. I was supposed to go over to Mount Gambier and load. I didn't get to do that because it took me ages to get the sensor. And every time I've had issues with the truck, I have not, uh, I'll tell a lie, I've had one turbo disintegrate since then. But, you know, it, 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 most of the time it's been sensors that have stopped me on the side of the road. I had an oil pressure sensor go up in Queensland. You know, they're, like, they're just sensors. It just annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, when my, when my truck shit itself, when it shit itself, I was, I was, the first signs was I, I ran out of fuel. Yeah, oh, right, eh? But, but I knew I had fuel. It like I had fuel when I started. And I thought that's unusual. Anyway, got the road down. I undone the cap, and the left-hand tank was empty, and the two right tanks were full. And there was diesel <laughs> on the side of my trailer. I thought, oh, we've got a block breather. So on the weekend, there we pulled the breathers out and um, swapped them out. I put new breathers in it and a new fuel tank crossover line underneath because I thought maybe the rubber was flapping and making a check yeah. valve. You know, in the so that was the that was what we did, and we got going and. I got a load into Canberra, and I was, and I was starting to hunt, like get up in revs. You come to the lights, and it was revving up, like it was yeah. when these yeah, old mechanical know. trucks they run out of fuel when they run out of fuel, because my fuel uh-huh, gauge yeah. wasn't working. And yeah. I've done, I've been guilty of running out three or four times now, but anyway, I can usually yeah. get myself going. But all it was, what it was, was um, I was pressurising the fuel return. Ah, oh. and it was. Blowing fuel, like blowing the fuel in the tank. I was, I'd loaded it, Penrose, and on my way back through, actually got wheeled into the bridge there at Merrill and had a bit of a yarn to the boys there. And I said she was carrying on like a second hand whippersnipper. And um, yeah. they started throwing ideas around, but I was already, I'd already nailed all them. And he said, Well, I can't help you. And I filled up at 31, went across to the BP yeah. and had a shower. And as I come yeah. into the BP, because I'd chock, she was chock a block full of fuel, I come in there. And she was wanting to go, so I had to knock her into neutral and turn her off and ghost her into a parking bay because all these blokes <laughs> looking around there. What's I've going done, on? I've, but... done, I've done that for, for a very different reason anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, and then when I started it, she knocked and banged and blew a heap of smoke and I tried, like, yeah, anyway, 
the breather was right. Got okay. going, and then he got to the top of Governor's there. And I thought, I'll just check, make sure it's right. I, anyway, I pulled up there, and as soon as I stopped, she went to 2,000 revs. I thought, well, we're going to find a problem here in a minute. <laughs> it's going to We jumped. I jumped out and I raced around, you know, C650, the cab's fairly off, the fuel tank's there. And I've undone the cab, but the fuel tank was blown out and touching the tank behind it. Like it should have oh, been on a Peterbilt. Oh, looking, right. Yeah, looked like it should have been a Peterbilt. Yeah, anyway. So I've undone the cap and blew the, my hand up underneath the bunk there. And as soon as I undone the cap, it, it turned off. Yeah. So... We just left the cap off her and limped her into Goldmundall Mates place there and siphoned the fuel out of that. I've got a hydraulic tank on it. It's empty. So I just siphoned a bit of fuel into the back one and left the fuel cap off it and limped home here. And yeah, the rest is history. So what, what, what was wrong? What was what was actually wrong in the finish? Oh, uh, split, split injector tubes. Oh, right. Um, yeah, they, that must have been, yeah, a couple of tubes there split. And then, um, uh, Cam was no good, and yeah. I thought, oh, we're gonna we're gonna punch a bit more power out of it, so we put a new crank in it. We went to town on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you so, um? Now, do you get do you get a little more looked at running an older truck? Do they, you know, do to be honest, people... yeah. To be honest, yeah. running up and down the road, Ed, um, I probably get more comments and than I did in that nine hundred. Like, <laughs> it's quite yeah. good, you know. Everyone always walks yeah. up. She's a she's a bit of a head turner. Yeah, and yeah. she's got spider wheels and the old Kent World bull bar on it with the blue and ice pipe in it. I think that grabs a lot of people's attention. I don't know. There's something about it. There's, it turns a few yeah, heads. Bruno did send me a picture when you done it up, when you painted there at Christmas time. I did. I was just, just trying to find that in my phone there somewhere too. But yeah, but no, it's, um, no, it's good that you, it's good that you got the truck that you want, you know, and it's good that you're still... Yeah, flying your hand at it and, and having a bit of a go, and uh, yeah. It's, well, it's I started with nothing and ended up with nothing. I haven't lost much. That's <laughs> why I look at it. <laughs> good way of looking at it, but hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, I think my wife she said yeah. that this thing's not an investment. You realise you'll never sell it. I said, well, you're dead right. <laughs> yeah, but I will eventually. Yeah, I will eventually paint it up like Dalmean had it with the yellow line on it, but. Um, we nearly had it. We had it all apart there at Christmas time, and you know, you got the air cleaners off it. You think, ah, oh, geez, I just, just want to do it. But, do it. yeah, yeah. But, but the funds, and I was lucky enough. My brother had a spare truck. His brother had a spare truck that had kept me floating. Okay. Between doing the firewall, I did I did a lot of the work ourselves here at home, and yeah, and did a couple of trips in between. Job. Just, sorry. Was the firewall a big job? A solid job. Yeah, it was a solid job. It looks yeah. my mine would have been a lot easier because it's mechanical. There's less wires in that dash. <laughs> There's less plugs, and they've just got a hole yeah. in the firewall. Like I, I started panicking. I thought, "Hey, how am I going to do this?" But it all just yeah. fell together. Like all the plugs are different. I had different coloured cable ties, obviously, but um, yeah, yeah, just every plug does a thing. And while it was out, we insulated all the firewall, and I was recommended not to do the outside because it only fills with water and rust the firewall out anyway. So we just okay. did all the inside of it. And oh, it's good because I know myself, know my way around under the dash. So if I've got a problem, I know how to fix it pretty well. Yeah, yeah right. That's, yeah. that's always like, handy. Well, like, like back in the day, like I don't know, the reverse lights are the blinkers. You know, you'd 
as soon as you jam in reverse, the blinkers come on and just yeah. stay on. And I was driving along the other day and, yeah, straight up hit a bump or something and went on and I looked in the mirror and my reverse lights were on. My blinkers were stuck on. I said, oh, well. <laughs> so we just wheeled her over there and I knew which relay to pull out because I've had the dash out. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, nice. it's nice when you know your old truck like that. Yeah. Oh, it was a learning curve. I thought, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't anyway. play with electrical stuff much. I'll be, I'm pretty good at letting the smoke out of things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And once you've done that, it don't, they don't work anymore. So yeah, yeah I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't play too much with electrical things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let other blokes do that for me. Yeah, so, right, on, right, on, right. On. Uh, well, no, that's still got, still got the original thing. relays in it. Like, like you pull the relay out, and it's got 1987 written on it. Like. Right it's on. a ninety model ninety model truck and actually the old man he's he's got an eighty seven model S uh six fifty that he bought. It's got eight ninety two in it. Yeah. It must have been the, the first of the six fifties but the last of the eight ninety twos. Yeah. And he's just finished restoring that just as a bit of a sidekick for him. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he just can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, my, I mean I yeah, I started well I went with my dad in the truck at Brickwoods and we we seen your dad, you know, carting out of Brickland down there back in the day. And like, so is your dad still doing a bit of trucking stuff or is he sort of fully retired? No, he's sort of, he's only driving buses at the moment. Just drives yeah. buses at the moment. He'd do the, he'd do the odd changeover with my brother. He'd jump in, yeah. my brother's got an old 601. But my brother's also just on history and sentimental things. That My brother's got dad's first truck he ever bought. It's an old oh, 77 model cab over. Well, you probably yeah, seen it on all the Hume runs and stuff, a green one. And she's a pretty yep. pretty good looking old banger. She's a bloke bought it in town in Bega there and it was twenty three or twenty seven years later, Chris bought it back off the same bloke dad sold it to, so it was it it never went far at all. Yeah, now, yeah, my brother Chris has got it. He's one day he'll do something with it. Yeah, right, there you go. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good to see the it's uh yeah, good to see the families in there and yeah, it's a strong connection, and um, yeah, that's a good good story, but it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that's good enough for me to want to chase it up. I mean, there's a there's a word, yeah, you know, there's a story in all. It's a trucking story, you know. It's, yeah, yeah and, and the, the, so. the generations, like, unfortunately, um, my grandfather, he, we lost him in a in a, an accident in 1988. Right. Had a had, had a cousin with him, and we lost him as well. And um, yeah. it impacted a fair bit on the on the family and Brito. Yeah. Like, mm. The young fellow was good mates of Brito, and I can remember that. Like I was eight years old when that happened, and yeah. Um, yeah. remember the young fella coming to tell me he was going with Pop tonight, and yeah, and they didn't come home. And as a kid, you know, you you growing up there, and I remember where the school was. You could hear Dad coming up the hill out of Bega there, and. I could pick him coming every day of the week, you know, when he was going to Melbourne. And yeah, um, yeah it was tough. So you think, <laughs> oh, his dad's not going to come home. And I never, yeah, I never yeah, want to do it, yeah. do it to my kids, but uh, it's just, you can't help it. <laughs> you got to yeah, do yeah. it. And and that was, you know, all pre mobile phones. My mum, she'd be listening inside. She used to say the same thing. Like, dad, you sort of knew dad would be home for dinner, but you never quite knew what if he would come home for dinner. You know, you got an yeah. idea that he's going to come home, and you just sort of think, well, it's all pre phones and nothing else. And 
you know, now we've got everything to tell us where every point where we are and every pinpoint of that just sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know whether that's a good thing, Yogi. <laughs> no, I don't like it at all, Justin. I'm not a fan, and and I'm openly admitting to that. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's where we are. But back in the day, back then, it uh, the industry was a yeah, very different sort of world, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, can only imagine that the, what the family would have went through, you know. The phone calls and the unknown, and then the knowing. What well, even there. even trying to get hold of dad, dad was dad was down in Merritt's there, and I remember, I mean, grandmother yeah. on the other side of the family was there looking after us because mum was busy doing other things, and comes into me at six o'clock in the morning, and we're going through the old teledex there trying to find phone numbers, ablets, and Merritt's, mm. and all that sort of stuff, trying to find where dad could be, yeah, trying to get yeah. hold of him to let him know that, yeah. Yeah. What had happened, but yeah. yeah it was what just, had happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fairly, yeah, fairly big, big um, task to get to. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. still today, yeah. you know, yeah, it's in your mind all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, concentrate people on the road. I mean, it's, um, we just, we just see a lot of, you know, things happen all the time on the road and, yeah, just think about everything, everyone around you and, yeah. Yeah, it's not only you, it's other people that are impacted by it too. It's not yeah, yeah it's not just the immediate yeah. family, you don't know. It's the people that come across it and you know. Mm. That, unfortunately yeah. his lights went out and yeah. Down yeah. in Victoria yeah. there, the the trees are pretty close to the edge of the road back then. Yeah. 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 No no where it was. Anyway, but right on. Yeah. Well mate, well, thanks thanks for sharing that, but I think we've yeah. um yeah, we we sort of yeah. <laughs> So it takes the wind out of your sails, hasn't it, when you start talking about stuff like that? I know, I know, I know, I know. And, uh, and I mean, the hardest all... thing is that we're all, all us grandkids, you know, I've got truck drivers that are on both sides of the family, on mum's side and, and dad's side. And, um, you know, all uncles and all cousins, everyone's everyone's got something to do with the truck. And, you know, it's just what you've grown up and what you know, you know, you, you love it and... As a kid, I think it mentioned the yogi there earlier. Like, as a young fella, he used to go and jump in the truck, and I think that's why you become passionate about it. And you can go to places and learn how to do things properly. This day and age, yeah. you can't take your kids, or you can't go in. You sort of you come into a blind. All these new, mm-hmm. these new guys, because as a kid, I, I grew up around it. I, I was driving a forklift at twelve years old, loading. You know. But imagine you're trying to do that nowadays. We tried to get myself a permit when I was, I think I was 13, and they wouldn't do it. (laughs) But to drive a forklift? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. At least you're thinking of it. We did did try. (laughs) Without letting too much cat out of the bag, it's a subject that we touch on in the the magazine and and, um, the loss of the the learning opportunity with the kids that can't go with that anymore. And, you know, well, we're... extremely lucky but with the people I've worked. I mean, I've worked like Bobbins, I've been, been there for 12 or 15 years, but back in the day when I was there, it was something that always asked, well, are you going to take one of the boys with you? Like it was sort of promoted, but it was just yeah. getting too hard trying to get them in. You can't, you can't. Every time you go into somewhere like a Woolies or somewhere like that, Young fella always needs a leak or needs to go and have a shit, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time. But well, yeah. I think, I think, I think yeah. mum, mum would probably, she'll text in and say, but I, I remember going to the Eden Chip Mill, I think, with dad, and I was told to wait 
behind the curtain of a scanner in a, you know, or one or a camera or one, I don't know. Don't pop your head out. Anyway, I got to the checkout and checkpoint and, you know, mate, here you go. Anyway, I sat and I sat in the, uh, in the security house then. <laughs> when Dad went and tipped a load of chips off because I popped my head out and said, oh, can I mate, how are you? Apparently, yeah. apparently I've got a can of yeah. coke in a Mars bar in. So the security bike must have thought that was hilarious given them. You know, a buddy three-year-old or whatever it was, four-year-old, a master. Well, my, my boys, <laughs> one of my young blokes, he, he's been coming with me. I was changing nappies in the truck with him. Yeah. Used to, yeah. yeah. A little 404, used to drop the, the glove box down and he'd sit there, instead of his legs hanging down the ground, like hanging down towards <laughs> he'd lose his chair. We used to put the glove box down, he'd put his foot on the glove box. But the the deal was I had a had a truck phone and, and my phone I used to, the old Nokia you push the green button twice and it rings the last number you dialed. Yeah. So you'd, you'd put that on and you'd say now if you need me for anything just ring me. You'd be sitting in the truck there and you'd get inside the cool room and yeah you'd be in there five minutes and the phone would ring. But there's also the times where the phone wouldn't work in the cool room so we had to have an alternative because we didn't want him getting out of the truck. So if yeah. you need me mate blow the horn three times. You know. <laughs> Ah, ah, so the, ah, the phone would ring. What are you doing, Dad? Well, what do you think I'm doing? Anyway, yeah. it's got to be on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next... We got, we got to get this done. What, what, what's the matter? What's the matter? Yeah, yeah the next minute the horn's blown. Well, what if it's ah. going on there? Go. Well, you're right, mate. Yeah, I just wanted to see if if you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I... I, 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 oh, I did this to Amanda. Amanda rang me and I was in the pit greasing the truck and she rang me and you know, you're covered in grease and you get out of the pit out of your overalls and you go, what? You know, what do you, what do you want? What, what, what's going on? Oh, well, I just want to let you know we're pregnant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confident right. over that one. I'll give you the tip. Absolutely still confident over that one. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great, Amanda. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a baby. Oh, gross. Good job. Good job. Right, right. All right, mate. Thanks, eh, Justin. We're, um, I think we got a, we got a, we got another guest calling in. I'm not too sure. What I want yeah, we do. We're it's all... probably got to move yeah, on a yeah. bit. But, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about right, that. Eh? Uh, no, thanks, well, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for your time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll be getting older, you, Justin, let me tell you. All right, well, I'll make sure I've got a smile on my face. When, yeah. when, um, when, when are you? Because I was talking to Chris a while back. You, you do a convoy or a truck show down there. What do you got going on down there? Like, what can we do? Or is that not? Sort of I not think done, Danny Bega, I think they much. might have something going in Bega there. Yeah, in Bega. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. the weekend after Clarendon? I think it might be. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah, we're going to try and get to these shows, and you know, especially if we can promote. You know the idea of trucking through the kids and convoy for kids and stuff like that. We're going to try and uh, try and get to some shows, but yeah. And there's nothing around Albury there. They don't do. They do a convoy there as well. No, nah, they haven't done one for years. Yeah, haven't done right. one for okay. years. All right, all right, mm. all right. Well, you might. Yeah, you might see the. Uh, well, anyway, we won't talk about that. Just saying, you might see the truck and my truck kicking around Albury, but anyway, that's a whole other story. So yeah, mm. we'll see what happens. Right, eh? right, about. Good night, <laughs> right, thanks, Justin. Mate. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, have a good, good night. Mate. We appreciate you coming on the road radio, mate. Thank you very much. Right. Good, day, good on you, buddy. Thanks, mate. Well, we just might go to a tune and um, we'll be back, hopefully, with right. another guest. Yeah. So we're just going to go with some ACDC. It's just you can't go wrong, eh? Don't go wrong with ACDC can't on a Saturday go. night in the no. street. Might be a little explosive, this one, eh? Are we still on? Because <laughs> <laughs> we just go.
Well, we're back, everybody. We are back. We are? Welcome well, back to On The Road Radio. Saturday <clears throat> night shared session. Special guest, the special guest, uh, Senator Glenn Stirl, Labor for Western Australia. Heard him in the uh, in the uh, room with the red chairs. Been a bit of a rant the other day, mate. Uh, that was pretty interesting. I had a few rants, but uh, just remind me which one I'm ranting about. Uh, it might have been an NHVR one, I think. Oh, you give him literally no time. You say, right, Glenn, you're on. Good job, right, Bam, straight between the eyes. We're on. Job done. <laughs> we don't want to hear any crap from you. We want to know exactly what you ranted about. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, good evening, <laughs> gentlemen, and good evening, all your listeners. <laughs> That's how we work. You know? I mean, again, it is a Saturday night, but anyway, Mike's just gone. I've got an opportunity here and I'm taking it. That's it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm in a hurry. I haven't even had a beer yet. All right. So, oh, geez. Not even one. Yes. No, not no, one, but I don't worry. Working. I'll be home in half an hour. I'll be home in half an I've hour. Got, I've, been working. I've got a baby here I can share with you, mate. It's a four hour plane ride, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, but I had that last night. Thank you very much. I'm over planes for 48 hours. Thank thought, you. Yeah, you do. I would have yeah, thought 12 days in Canberra, you would have had enough to drink by now. Oh, yeah. Well, they had us sitting there. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I need more. Hey, have again, you seen the, have you seen the shenanigans? <laughs> Oh, I'll God, no, no. I'll be a West no. mate. I'll look after the West Australian bubs. I won't give you any hard questions, mate. <laughs> tell you what, I should have a drink. Yes, I am, mate. I am because I was in Shellshot last week. They worked us. They kept us going there all day and all night there on Monday, uh, Friday. And But i got to tell you, mate, to put up with some of the nutcases in that Senate, drinking should be compulsory. <laughs> so, I right, thought it was the way they behaved. <laughs> Jeez, I tell you what, I think they got the Peebo up the nose, a couple of them there. Unbelievable. Did you go to the midwinter ball, did you? Now, let me just say this, Mike. It's for a very good cause, but I would rather stay home and sort my sock drawer to be out mm. of that lot. Do you so, have a winter solstice ball there, do you? Let me tell you, I'd rather, I'd rather be in a shed with a wood fire, wood fire uh, a stove, uh, sitting around talking to truckies than being at right. midwinter ball. But did you have someone on your arm? Did you take the boss in with you or did you just sort of show no, up? No, no. No, Mike, I won't go. No, no, it didn't, mate. Okay. And I said to you, 18 years, I've never done one and I've never intend to go to one, mate. I'd rather, oh, I would right, rather mate. stay home. They're not the I people I'd like mean. to meet. I thought you went. I thought you went. No, no, never, mate. Oh, not, yeah. not in a pink fit. No, thanks. Right, no, thanks. There you go. Okay. Now, now, look, I was having a rant. I was having a rant about the mm. NHVR, and I, I slipped like up. Did you? Yeah, I, I'm like you, mate. I admit my mistakes, and I had to correct the record. <laughs> Did you? And, and it's the coppers I'm having a crack at. Yes, uh, I remember. Yes. New yeah, South yeah, yeah. Wales Police, mate. Yes. yes and I've got to yes. say this, guys, I'm gonna, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to get back into the Senate. I've written a yeah. letter off to all the state ministers, police, road safety and transport. And I, yeah. and I seriously, and I'll be quoted on this, any yeah. man that goes home after a day's work and sits there and proudly looks into the mirror and says, well, I've ripped 700 bucks out of a truck driver today for an administrative yeah. stuff up is not in the same uh, human league as the most of us. No. What a despicable, well, disgraceful way of conducting yourself. And they, hey, mate, hey, mate, I've got the greatest respect for the police, but when yeah. the cops pull that crap, 
Um, mate, that is just be well. They're that low; they could parachute out and snake's backside. Seriously. <laughs> well, well, they, we, we've got a, there's a lot of stuff going on in New South Wales at the moment. I mean, uh, we've got the situation that's happening up at Bogabilla, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah, uh, that's pretty bad, mate. I had a chat with Lawrence Springboard yesterday. Oh, right. Eh? Uh, he's the uh, he's the mayor of Gundawindi now. You know. To be fair to Lawrence, it's not his circus and it's not his monkeys. But, no, you know, right. it, it, it's uh, it's sort of unfortunately, like he, as he said to me, he's, he's two hundred metres from New South Wales. And obviously, there's a little bit of cross border shenanigans going on there. But mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I believe I had it reported to me by several people that I've got no reason to doubt that it's true because I wasn't there and didn't see it with my own eyes. But apparently, the New South Wales Highway Patrol were up there checking books last weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, go after the truckies, yeah. Mm. So while they're you dodging know? baseball bats and rocks, you could, yeah, right, I'll have a crack at them and try and pick them. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. tried to, I've tried to get the uh, New South Wales Police Minister on the line. I've had a talk with her assistant chief of staff. Apparently, she doesn't know enough to talk on live radio or even do a pre-recorded interview at the moment. So, Wow. That's, uh, uh, we'll put it this way, mate. I, have, I am full of uh, yeah. suggestions. Well, Some people may say full of other things, but well, no, I'm, I'm not going to. I wouldn't go there because you know you're one of the few uh, few people sitting on your side of the aisle that I can have a conversation with. Apparently, I mean, hey, hey. Uh, well, when you find well, out another couple, can you put them on the meet? I've got some commonality. Me and Craig are here. You know, yeah, we're, I know. We're both, yeah, we're we live here too. Well, like, you know, yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we can help. What I'm saying is that I mean. <laughs> You know, we've got Jenny Aitchison has been marvellous. John Graham's been mar- yeah. marvellous. Yeah. You know, I I can't complain too much about the level of uh, the reaction we've had to the various things. And look, I, I'm fully fully happy that they're trying to do the best that they can. But yeah. uh, I think it's a little bit substandard when we've got guys up there getting bashed with buddy golf clubs, and yeah. uh, and the highway patrol end up turning up there checking logbooks. I think that's just a little bit wrong. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Right. No, no, you've got full right to be, you know, to be upset about that, as does everyone else. A little, bit cynical. Else, a little bit cynical at the moment. A little bit cynical. You're not alone, man. mate. Hey, listen, can I ask a few questions? I, I, look, it's only what I've, I've seen in in big lot, uh, big rigs, and I've and I've seen the social media. Uh, so saying, you want to be careful saying big rigs on this place, <laughs> mate. You might get struck by a lightning. Just fair, fair warning, all right? Oh, okay. May have to tell me in the next song break. All right, that's fine. No, no, um, no, it's okay. No, no, Big Rigs is okay. I'm, James Graham is a mate of mine, and you know he's and mine. He used to publish. Yeah. He used to publish my stuff, and I love James. We still talk on the phone as much well, as it good. might pain might pain Murphy to hear that, but we do. So your question <laughs> is, Glenn, we've got to what cut Mike off here. He just gets just out of control. Far away, Craig. No, you far away. You're going to ask a question to a Mike. Really oh, cut you off. No, I was. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll um, Okay, we'll see. I put, set the timer. Let's see how, how long that lasts for. So, <laughs> so we got. We it, look. Is it? Is it? Is there a TikTok trend, or is it just thugs uh, um, in one, two towns? You no, know, because in the in the Kimberley they do all that TikTok crap, and that's yeah. how they spread the challenges. Is that the similar thing? Is that what's going on up there? Do you know? Yeah, with what with what's going on at Bogabilla. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Uh, mm. could could it be yeah, could it be yeah, just a trend and you know, the more you can film and 
the more you can get on on social media and the you know the more likes that you get I, geez, I hope not I really really hope that that's not the case and uh, and if it is it's yeah it's gone I'm, I'm, I'm coming from that angle Yogi because if it is it's not hard to investigate who it is anyway, yeah true well there's been a number of people that have been arrested up there yeah. um, the 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 the, the, uh, the 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 people in the white Volkswagen Touareg that was stolen from Gundawindi <laughs> Mm. That ended up ended up going and harassing some people in a motel and doing a few other things. That it was that was went to Moree and the police in Moree spotted the thing and they chased it back up the highway. I mean those yeah. those those I think it was five people that were involved in that were arrested. They got two of them on them at the time and the three of them they, the other three they got the next day. But the the issue that we've got up there is that. Um, it's it's a youth crime problem, and mm-hmm. what's happening is our justice system seems as though it's a very much a catch and release sort of a situation, and uh, these kids uh, feel as though they're getting away with it. Obviously, they're not going to get away with it forever. Uh, sooner or later, they are going to create enough trouble for themselves, or they're going to their age will tick over to that point where they fall into the adult system, and yep. ultimately, then they'll pay the price for what they've been doing. But you know, yeah. my greatest, well, my greatest fear is that some truck driver's going to come flying out of a truck all upset with a with uh, something in his hand to defend himself, and someone's going to get seriously hurt or killed. And I and I wonder, I wonder when that happens. You've got the police, the police station at Moree is uh, like an hour and a half away on a good day. Um, I believe that the police officer that's supposed to be at Bogabilla actually lives in Gundawindi. I don't know whether that's true or not. I haven't been able to verify that. But there's no one actually staying in that police building at the corner of the hill, uh, the corner there where the wobbly boot is. Would you stay there? Well, personally, no. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) But, but 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 you've got to face the reality of what's going on. Some of this stuff is happening from the youth that are coming across into New South Wales from Gundawindi. Now... I, I put that to Lawrence, and he, he doesn't say that it's not not true. But at the same time, Lawrence, uh, the, the council and God bless him for talking to me. I mean, he gave Hadley a little bit of time, and that was great. But the the, the reality is that uh, the only way to stop this sort of thing happening is to have a greater police presence, and I think that we deserve that to happen. And the confounding factor for truckies is that. I mean, even the NHVR on their social media are saying the safest place to pull up is a blatter. I mean, mm. seriously? Manage your fatigue. They're saying the, the only answer the NHVR has got is manage your fatigue so you don't have to stop there. Yeah, simple. That's the answer. Mm. It's just, just mm. wrong. Just fundamentally wrong. We should be able to manage your... For our Western Australians, blatter's probably two hours. Mm. At, at least. Yeah. Yeah, to the border, or it's yeah. two and a half hours. Well, it's about an hour south of Moree, isn't it? Or is it yeah, somewhere you'd be about two hours. Yeah. 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 The, the thing the is, you shouldn't have to manage your fatigue around where you're not, not going to get bashed. Like, yeah, well, it's... But, yeah. Anyway, we've had some good discussions with some um, authorities over we've this, got... and we're hoping we get some good answers, and hopefully, Glenn, you may help us shine a bit of a light here somewhere on, on a minister somewhere. Absolutely, mate. Very happy to help. And I reckon that we've got to start firing a few letters off that we need to read. And look, yeah. the, the truth of the matter is, like, here's one for you. I reckon the poor coppers, seriously, I reckon they would be pulling their hair out anyway because what they have to oh, do no, is look, no police doubt. the laws. No doubt. 
Couldn't pay and, enough to do it. Yeah, minimum resources and all that sort of stuff. But no, let's make, we've got to make noise. Mm. Gee, because yeah. you're right. Mike, you're right. Someone's going to get hurt. Hey, listen, can I ask, can I ask one question? Go ahead. Hey, Craig, yeah. did you set the alarm like we said? Which alarm on? On. The one to see how long Mike would before he'd interrupt. Didn't even have time yeah. to set it. <laughs> yeah, that's why he, interrupted. he interrupted. He interrupted Craig setting it. I was about to text him saying, you know, it's all right to be quiet sometimes. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> all right. All right. Got broad shoulders. Oh, he's shoulders. got he's got big shoulders. He's he got one in a sling still, I think. But... Oh, yeah, one that's moving a bit freely now, Mike. Is that, did you get a bit of a wing? Yeah, no, we've been we've been to the physiotherapist. I've endured the toys. He reckons I'm, a, I'm ahead of the curve, he said. I'm ahead of the curve on the recovery. We actually call him every week to make sure he does hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> He's paid extra. Is he? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, and... <laughs> He's not, so not so how long now? pay someone to do it. How long now, mate, before you're back in the juggernaut? I reckon I reckon we're looking at probably August, mate, the end of August. Ooh, we'll, geez, we'll, we'll see me. That's uh that's me I mean we have we, we haven't started doing any strengthening exercises yet. I another couple of weeks for the uh for the I think it's a twelve week review. Uh to make sure that everything's where it's supposed to be, then we'll start doing strengthening exercises and hopefully after that we'll be it won't be too long till we're back in the saddle, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be out there, and I'll be able to at least steer the thing around, and and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how I'm actually going to fit in truck driving because since I've been off, I've started a couple of projects. <laughs> so, you know, well, you got you got time to get up and go walking every day, haven't you now? Yeah, well, I, I clear I the mind, I, leave us alone at seven o'clock in the morning. I had a talk to the boss the other day. He said, so when you come back to work, what are you actually going to be doing? <laughs> Directing so, traffic. Yeah. Uh, so, well, anyway. so, Glenn, what yes, other exciting things are going on in Canberra at the minute? Yeah. Oh, what other exciting things? Well, look, I've got to tell you, we, got the, we went to the election. So Albanese took the election, and we've got to have a lot more social housing. You probably would have heard about this, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got the Housing Australia Fund put up, and what it is is we want to put $10 billion into a future fund. And what right. that will deliver is $500 million a year in interest, which mm-hmm. will go to building, I think it's about 30,000. Uh, don't yell if I get the figures wrong. It's about 30,000 social housing homes around Australia. Get a bit more housing. And I don't know about you guys over there, but Yogi, well, I don't know about down Katanning Yogi, but up here, you know the housing market is is boiling. You you are battling to get a place. And if, you, and yeah, if you're trying to build one, good luck if the building doesn't well. go broke on you. So it's crazy. Well, the Greens, God bless the Greens, the, the, the opposition are just refusing to support it. Uh, but they're refusing to support everything. Anyway, that's not you. But the Greens, who talk about social housing and the need for it, are blocking it. They've partnered with the uh, LNP, and they're blocking it too. And we were supposed to vote on it on, oh, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday, and the coalition got together, and they all said, no, you can get stuff, and we don't want to talk about it till October. And we're saying, well... What about all this housing, public housing you're screaming for? And, you know what they're, they're, and what they're holding off on is they want to bring in, now this is just kooky stuff, uh, uh, rent freezes for three to five years. So if mm. people 
hardworking people like your listeners out there and maybe you guys who may have an investment property and just because you've got an investment property doesn't mean you're a billionaire uh, and you have a mortgage on that investment property, you're not allowed to put the rent up. This is what the Greens are saying. Of course, we're not going to yeah, entertain no. that. So that's some interesting stuff. Now, uh, yeah. also the... Uh, the bill to have a referendum on the voice went through and oh. democracy will work there. Oh, I'm the other side, mate. I'm the other side. <laughs> and I know I'll cop black from, from left, right and centre, but I work hey, in these communities. Yeah. And, and, and that's and something a... we've all got to remember about what, what's yeah. gone through in Parliament has got nothing to do with the result of the referendum. So we've all that's got right. our choice on how we yep. want to vote. That's right. We've been given an opportunity to vote and we need to leave it yep. at that. So. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Just that's to keep things... Right. On track. <laughs> that's that. Well done. That is, that's great. Well what done. that is, is that's Craig telling me to shut up. That's jeez, right? so, <laughs> listen well, Michael. <laughs> that like Craig, Craig uh, the wizard of spin there. Like that is fantastic. What we just heard today. That, that was gold yeah. standard. Yes. That was gold, Craig. That, that was, was gold standard, buddy. I tell you what, what I will Craig. say though, and I'm going to come off a bit different here. Anybody mm. who gets in the way of improving the opportunity for people to have shelter. Need to be shot. Oh Absolutely. yeah, no. I just, so don't, no, I just, yeah, don't take me too lightly on some things because I, I find that disgusting. That yeah, the yeah. biggest problem in this country at the minute is shelter, and mm, and call it call yeah. it a housing market, yeah, call well, it whatever you want. It's shelter for people to live in, and if someone's getting in the way of that, yeah. that needs to be dealt with. Call, call your local green or your local coalition yeah. member and say, get out of the way, and yeah. let this thing happen, right? Well, I mean, we've got, a, we've, we've got a crisis with this. Not people, I don't think you understand, but it's it's older people that are losing their jobs or separating or whatever. You know, middle-aged women, uh, middle-aged women. I don't want, look. I don't want to be sexist about this, but it's, it's not sexist, older, Mike. It's true. It's true, mate. You what know, you they end mm. up on their own. It's people mm-hmm. who didn't expect to be homeless, right? Mm. And, That's right. And they and they and they've been. For whatever reason, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's uh, families falling apart, whether it's you know, there's all these social issues that we've got, and the and the biggest thing that we can talk about is you know whether we, we argue. I saw a bloody thing. I, I'm going to take a minute here. And you, I, there was a guy on TV right the other day. Have you press record a minute with Mick? Yeah, you should. It's this recording here. Watch this. This is a minute. This is a minute with Mick. Right, I'm going to give it to you. There was a bloke on the TV the other day, or not on the TV, it was on the bloody internet somewhere, and he had a jar and he got, he got a dozen golf balls and he put it in the jar. And he's in front of the class and he says to the class, is the jar full, right? And it's full to the top with golf balls. And everyone said, yeah, the jar's full. And he said, well, I don't think it is. And then he got some pebbles and he put in, and of course the pebbles went down in between the bloody golf yeah. balls, right? Yeah. And then he said, is the jar full? And everyone's going, of course it's full. You put more shit in it, it's full, right? Then he got some sand. And he poured the sand in and shook that down, right? And he talked about, and he used it as an analogy to explain to these kids in this classroom that there are things that are more important and things that fill up the jar more that are less important. And, you know, the golf balls are the really important things, the really important things. So you're like family, shelter. You know, work, earning an income, having a feed, right? Yep. All these safety. things that are important. Save your personal safety and all that sort of thing. Then there's the stuff that's around it. It's like you know, how old your car is and all those other minor things, right? And then there's mm-hmm. the minutiae of everyday life. 
which is the sand, you know? And he said, we spend our whole time worrying about the sand, which isn't as important as the rocks, which isn't as important as the golf balls. We need to deal with the golf balls. And the problem is you've got pricks like these greens that are dealing with the friggin' sand. And it does my head in. There you go, minute with me. Well, I think that was about a minute and 20, but... Wow, that's a good job. Brilliant. Good job. That's funny. Yeah. That was a brilliant minute with Mick. Loved it. So I was starting to think you were describing my lows coming home because I put the big freight on, then I put the little freight around it, and then I put some freight in the freight. Is the trailer full? Is the trailer full? No, no, no. We can put more in there. We can put more in there. It's a great analogy for what goes on in, you know, Everyone's worrying about the friggin' sand. Let's have a look at the golf balls for a change. Mm. Well, let like me throw a couple of golf balls. Right, let me throw a couple. You ready? Minute. So here minute we go. Was Glenn. No, Craig, look, you're spot on, mate. Minute was still. There you go. Can I start the clock again? Yeah. yeah. Spot on, Craig. Firstly, spot on. And I got to tell you, talk about the golf balls, uh, Mick. Mate, we got senators over here and members of parliament on on base wages of two hundred eleven thousand dollars, and I'm one of them. That's base. Yeah. All right, yeah. and it's easy to find out what we're getting paid. I get paid more than that because I've got a few chairs and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I know there's five thousand families here in Western Australia who are on the waiting list for a social home. I grew up yeah. in in state housing commission in the eastern suburbs of Perth, which you know a lot. Your western suburbs on your side of the country. Yeah. Thank God yeah. my parents had access to that. And here we have senators and members on two hundred eleven thousand dollars plus denying the right mm. to start building social homes. So, you know, they're the golf balls you're spot on. Secondly, Craig, I'm going to bring Penny Wong tomorrow because she's <laughs> oh. the foreign minister. No, no, I'm serious. With your diplomacy, how you handled that when I said we put the referendum through, mm. I reckon you could just name, where do you want to be a cultural attaché for, mate? Because that was brilliant. <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah. Fiji, yeah, Bali, uh, Hamilton Island? Mate, I'd like to sit here in Australia and fix some of our own problems first. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah, that no. diplomacy, mate, you could be on the on the on the international. Wow. So you want to be you want to be right there, Island? Right there, Island. Yagi, I'll put you up for the cultural attaché for Rotness Island. There you go, mate. Mm. Yeah, and the Quackers. We can the be out there and live as one. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get a, I tried to get a I tried to get a selfie with a Quacker over there on Rotto, mate. Oh, well, what, not, what you pick it up and put it on the picnic bench? No, <laughs> no, I didn't touch you the Quacker. You can't touch the Quackers. I touch the Quackers. Well, I can't see Mike laying down with a mobile phone. Getting no, a that's right. The quokkas are not seven foot tall. That's no, I tried to get a tried to get a selfie with the quokka, and by the time I got my fat old ass down on the ground, the quokka had enough and he shot through. You're like yeah. you didn't start eating when you're trying to get up. A lot of people can move very, you know, a, lot, a long way in fifteen minutes, Mike. Especially <laughs> <laughs> quokkas, they can go like, the other side of Rotto. I think I was a wild old ride over to the island the day we went over too. Mm. Oh, wild old rod. Weezy. I went out to Rotto. Last time I was out to Rotto, I went over here to recover a boat because when when you become COVID Island out there, you had to take all your moorings off for the boat. Mate of mine's like, we're going over. And we went past all those cruise ships just sitting there. It was the most serious thing when the yeah. cruise boats were just sitting there. Mm. Yeah. Like nowhere to go, nothing to do, no idea what they're going to do, and they're just sitting there. And yeah. we went past and picked up a boat and come back. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So what else? What else, Glenn? But you're going. You, you were just saying before that you're going to go and, and uh, put the pedal to the metal and, and hammer down and head north. Apparently, 
Oh no, this is this is uh, a Senate work, mate. I'm uh, I'm heading up there for. Uh, oh right, eh? Uh, yeah, no, for I'm being the senator. Uh, I got a bit of work okay. to do up there, mate. I've been invited up to Kununurra because there's quite a bit of uh, social upheaval. So the uh, Indigenous leaders and the Shire President and uh, the Chamber of Commerce and all that want to chew my ear. I'm happy for that to be done. And then there's um, uh, voice presentations. I'm talking to Aboriginal people, get their views and see how things are going. And then the week later, I've got Workforce Development Senate committees through the north. So right. some can say, oh, here he goes, running off to the Kimberley in the middle of winter, but no one can bat no, no one can bag me for that because I do it in January and, and December as well. Well, so, you know, to be honest with you, Glenn, that, that's the right time to go to the Kimberley. You can meet with people. You, it's a good time to be up there. The weather's right. Everyone wants to be engaging and outside and doing stuff. You're not belting with a cyclone or belted with 45 degrees. It's actually that's the perfect exactly time to do right. what you're doing. Well, having, having said that, having said that, you are the senator for Western Australia. Where would I expect you to be? Somewhere in bloody that's, Western Australia. That's yeah. right, mate. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. Shock horror. So um, and, no, and shock horror. I'm I'm blown away that you're actually now going to talk to your constituents, mate. How dare you? <laughs> I know. Hey, listen, don't make too much of a noise. Yeah. The rest might cotton on somewhere, be somewhere else. Too. <laughs> how, how, how dare you for getting in gun listen to what the constituents? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm yeah, shocked. I know. Shocked. Shocked. So, well. Well, Glenn, you, you do know that we, it's like a lot of the farmers out here think that the, no one farms the other side of the, the other side of the hill out of Perth. So it is good that you're going out to your area. You know, we, yes. we, we get a lot, of, we cop a lot of, you know, the government here cops a lot of faith. You know, no one goes out into the farming world. So it is good that you're yeah. out there. Well, that's, that's so, the next oh. question, isn't it? I mean, how's, how's Western Australia now? Yeah, what are we going to do about that? I, I, can I can I just run this, Yogi, while you're talking, if I can, guys. Um, yeah. I got uh, uh, the uh, West Australian Farmers Federation um, were having their state conference about three months ago, and the minister was invited and couldn't make it, and he said, look, can I send, can I send me, because I chair the Agriculture Committee. I said, sure, and I, I can't think where it was. It was somewhere down south. And then we, uh, the government decided they're going to ban the uh, live export trade, so I got uninvited. Oh, really? <laughs> do, do they actually invited. send you something for that, Glenn? Like, do you get an uninvitation? Or... Yeah, yeah. Really? I'm so do you, get a, you, you formally <laughs> get uninvited. I mean, I've been told to get things a lot, but oh, to be officially yeah. uninvited, that's savage. Yeah, well, look, I, it wasn't. Look, it wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. Yeah. And I know why. I know why they've got the shits, and I don't blame them. I understand. But um, there you go. So I got uninvited. I'm also also I'm invited to the West Australian Livestockies um, annual conference in Bustleton. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I'll be in the Eastern States that weekend. But I would love to have gone to that one. You're back so in Canberra. Been the national conference as well. Sorry, mate. The national conference. That's the national. Oh, the national. Oh. No, no, oh. it's the it's the it's the LRCA, and it's also yeah. the national conference. So, so they every few every year they all go to different places all around Australia. And this year, it's actually in Bustleton with the LRCA. Are there any cows I would have, down there? I would have been there. Uh, Is there any Are there any cows, cows down there? Yeah, oh, yeah, Bustleton. Oh, yeah, man, there's yeah, hundreds of them. 
isn't there? Hundreds. And they're, they're fenced in. Mm. Are they? Yeah. You, my, did you say cows, like moo cows? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the most, that, that's where all our West Australian milk comes from. I was, yeah. being, so, I was being sarcastic, Joe. I'm saying, the dairy ones, they're not like Casino, the beef capital. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Please, please. You know. Jesus, God, he's got your slow sometimes, Jake. You really just... <laughs> I was being sarcastic. He does oversize work, so he's normally normally parked up, boy. Yeah, and in bed by now, like, yeah. That's right, that's right. That's about eight hours a day, like. He is solar-powered. You see the ball patch on the top of his bloody ball. solar-powered and scared of the dark. That's right. So when's the next next parliamentary sitting, Glenn? Five five weeks, mate. Five Uh, weeks? Five. Five weeks and she's on again, mate. Yep, all the madness. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I reckon it could be pistols at the dawn by then with a few of them. All the gossip. Could they go back earlier, Wayne, with this housing stuff, or that's it? You got to. Oh, that's that's the double dissolution story, isn't it? At the moment, yeah. The boss, the boss is. um, Surely we're not going to have a double dissolution over whether you should give some money for put some people in some houses. Geez. Have I missed something? Are you serious about that? Look, Mike, I'm going to say this, mate, and it's dead set serious. So you've got – I'll just tell you how it all works. The magic number in the Senate is 39 for the government. That's 39 senators out of the 76 they need. Well, we need to pass legislation. There's only 26 of us. We partner with the Greens, and that gives us another 12 – 11. Then we need two independents uh, to get any legislation up. So it's not only the Greens, it's the coalition as well. So there's yeah. 30, how many coalition, 34 or something? Then you chuck in yeah. the 11 Greens and they've killed it. They, the pair of them will not. In fact, they had the numbers to defeat it, yeah. right, which is bad enough, Then they, but they had the numbers to pull a stunt where they'll put the vote off till October and then come back That's and then crap. probably gong us on the head again, I'm telling That's you. Crap. And, you know, the trucking industry, the road transport industry is out there doing their bit day in and day out. The last thing you want is... People on two hundred and eleven thousand dollars pulling stupid stunts like that, and that's base pay. That's mm. what they've done to us. I mean, if so we were, I've got to ask a question here because I don't know. How did Paul and and Malcolm Roberts go? Were they, were they with you or against you? Uh, no, they're against. Really? They're against as well. Yeah, mm. but really? I didn't see them in the. But 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 don't hang on because yeah, no, I didn't see them in the chamber voting. But I mean, their two mm. votes wouldn't have mattered anyway. But mm. um, I believe they're against. But I look. I work closely with Pauline and work closely with Malcolm, so I just should quantify that by saying I didn't see them there, but I didn't see them mm. sitting with us. There you go. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, right, in the room. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. uh, and then poor old David Pocock gets up and then says to us, "Can we please sort it out?" And we were saying to him, "David, have a look at the other side of the chamber, mate. What are you, what are you talking ask, asking us to sort it out? The bloody yeah, okay. yeah. oh yeah." yeah. You still there, Glenn? Or we lost yeah, you? yeah, I just went on loudspeaker, mate. Ah, right right. Um, so that's the craziness. And seriously, like I said, 5,000 people waiting here. And like you mm. said, Mike, a lot of these, not all, but a lot of middle-aged women, you know, with no mm. super. You you pick up the papers every week that some poor bugger sleeping in a car. Mm. Christ mm. almighty. And, the, and, and the problem with it is, is once you get, once they get on this spiral, it absolutely mm. just gets harder and harder and harder because they 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 drain their resources. They've got you know they've got nothing left, 
They're in the situation because they don't have a support network to start with. There's not mm-hmm. enough bloody resources to go around to help them out. And, you know, people, they, 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 sometimes they don't know where to go. And then, of course, yep. it, it just gets harder and harder and harder. I mean, we all know it's, it's great for me. Here am I sitting here. I've got my house and all the rest of it. And as long as yep. I make my mortgage payments, I'm fine. Right? Pay the bills, I'm fine. Right? Yep. I'm sure. fortunate enough, fortunate enough that, that you know, adequately insured for when I had my injury. But if I wasn't, right, I would be on the street now, or I would be doing something desperate. And we mm. and we look at we look at what people are doing and the decisions they're making. Some of these decisions people make they make out of desperation. What we you know, we've all got to eat. We've all got to find shelter. We've all got to be able to keep ourselves clean and keep ourselves healthy. You know, healthcare is just a, a dream for some people, good healthcare. And it makes me absolutely sick. And this is where I sit on the on the same side of the fence as you, mate. Because to me, we are, we are a thriving economy. We have got a great standard of living and yet we have so many people who are so happy to see people sitting on the wrong side of the fucking aisle. Oh, here we go. I've got mine back now. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I've Thanks, got to Mike. Off buddy. I'm, I'm off my bike now. Jeez. But, but the, the thing that, the thing <laughs> Keep that, going. That absolutely makes me sick. And if I could get hold of some of these people and have a robust conversation with them behind the bike shed... I bloody would. Yep. Mm. This, yep. This absolutely. Is why I, I, I couldn't sit in that chamber with you, mate, because I'd be over the fence grabbing someone round the throat. What I really think. A lot of yeah, but think like if, think about this too, guys. Think about this. Um, interest rates are soaring. Mm. Inflation soaring. Banks there are all right. so Banks, many the people. Are doing all right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The shock horror. But think about this too. And I can only tell you for Western Australia, trying to find a place, yeah. trying to find place to rent, mm. it's yeah, just I've, crazy well, over here. Before. We got, um, you know, so we, I'm looking at there's five or six young blokes out the front of the house here at the moment, and my, my 17 and a half year old's one of them panel beat up. There's no, there's no houses in Kentucky for them to rent yep. at all. Yep. Like, yep. Because we've got a wind farm project going on down here, and they're paying five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a week for a rental in a country town down mm. here. Unheard of. It's ridiculous. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So there's nothing. There's nothing. But, so, but, but, but who do you blame? I so what I mean to say is that you can't blame the people that are renting the houses if they can get a good return on the houses they've got. You can't blame them for that. That's uh, right. The, yeah. And the you know and and the reality of it is is that we've got a certain situation where. You know, people, buddy, Alice Springs, oh, Alice Springs. I've got Alice Springs in the brain. I was going to start on Alice Springs. I'm not going to do that now. But the, 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 the situation is that there, there's nowhere for people to go. There are no yeah. resources for service. There are no services. Yeah, but I mean, I, the, I don't understand. One of, one of the issues is we look at, the problem Someone as just if sent it, a text and said, well said, Mike. Yeah. But, <laughs> Round of applause. That go me. But yes. we look at the issue like this all presented itself 12 months ago. And yeah. it didn't. And and I I will get a little bit political here because it's going to be on both sides of government yeah. that no one has done anything about a policy for 40 years on housing. Mm-hmm. 
our policies yep. went wrong when we turned housing into a commodity. And when, when we did that, that's when it. we changed, changed the world. And that's why we are now where we are. And that happened a long time ago, and it probably happened a long time before people that are in the predicament they're in now had any say whatsoever. They probably weren't even born. Well, this is so, where you've, you've had you've had you've had that uh, what you've said that to me, but what you just said then before, and you're right. When we bailed the when we bailed the banks out and took the houses off people, when the mortgages all collapsed, when you know bailed the banks out, in my view, what should have happened then is the government should have um, basically taken over all of those houses and turned them into public houses and let the people stay in them. <laughs> <laughs> the banks would have been bailed out. Our tax money would have gone anyway. Yeah, but we should never um, got to that point, Mike. No, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. So, no, so what? What's really upsetting now is that when there's a policy put forward by the by a government, and we've got the people who are supposed to be to protect our environment, whatever way of living, whatever, it only seems they're worried about protecting their own, like. What are, they protect, what are they What are they protecting, Glenn? What is the reason? Is that has Mr. Bant said to you what he what he what's going on? What what are they saying? Well, they they've got a young their their housing spokesperson, who right. I wouldn't know if I fell over him, but I know he's from Queensland and he has a hyphenated name. That's all okay. I can tell you. Um, he he's thirty one. He won the seat off of Labor. Good luck to him. They beat us. They did a better campaign. And he has gone from whatever he was before to now the Greens housing spokesperson. Right. And uh, he has just decided, but, uh, look, Bant would be up to his neck in it and the other idiots in the Greens, that yeah. we can all go and get stuffed. They want mm. to damage the government. And that's mm. fine. That's what oppositions and small parties want to do. But you should and punish the government when we're doing stupid things or wasting taxpayers' dollars. They just have this ideological fix that anyone who has a rental property or a, or a house owner that's renting it out is greedy um, and they live in this little island in the middle of uh, stupidity where um, no one if – you, if you're making money, you're, you're, you're a scourge on society – and they're just touching on the Trotskys, you know, where what you know the good communism that what's yours is mine and what's mine's mine. Mm. Oh, I nearly followed you there, Mike. They're flaming nutcases. Although that was marriage, <laughs> and, and we can't for the life of it. And and this is what makes it worse. They sit up in the stand up in the Senate on the same day. They've been doing this all week. We've been debating this, and then having a crack because there's not enough frigging social housing, and they now have a chance to to get it going. And they and and, and worse that you know like the coalition are just as friggin' bad, but the coalition aren't talking about it. And I just sit there and shake my head, and I think half the time I think, am I on some uh, uh, psychedelic drug-induced uh, um, a fit or something? Because I can't believe this is reality. Mm. It, and Craig, you touched it. Governments previous, there's been both persuasions mm. have done nothing to address this. Mm. It's and now got to the stage where we have to do so. For Christ's sake. It's a future fund. Yeah. And that, the 500 million interest will start building these homes. Yeah. And those decisions are made because well, of vested well, interests from both sides of Green. I'll, I'll bet you these Green senators have got investment houses too. Hang, hang so on, this could have one a, Tasmanian have, who has five. Yeah. So a this, Tasmanian Green Senator has five. So this could have an impact on, on what they have because 
a, a, a large social housing project at the moment will devalue the, the, the current market. And with interest rates the way they are, you put a lot of supply in right now that's cheap, it's going to have an effect. Well, so they're protecting their own their own spot. Can I just declare this, Greg? Be careful. Sorry. No, I just I just want to declare I have rental properties, mate. Yeah. I have rental yeah. properties. I have not increased the rent in those rental properties because I, I've got them offset. So I'm not being affected. I'm just happy to say to the client, the people I've got rent in mind, your, your rent's not going up. Mm. All right. Well, and I've, but the, I mean, I just don't get it. Mm. Wasn't there though? Wasn't there a future fund that Howard and Costello and them fellows set up? They wasn't there. A, yeah. Wasn't there a future? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, what that was, was the story with that, that. That was to protect the uh, superannuation and redundancy payments and payments for public servants mm. around so the nation. That is that still there? Yeah, still there. Yep. Let's take it away. There was also another there was also another fund set up for the victims of um the uh, uh fires. You know, yeah. you, you remember the well, because we all remember the bushfires. So I yeah. can't remember it was if it was Turnbull I think it was Turnbull that set it up. They set up it it's I look if it's a future fund, it, it's a similar thing, the fund, but all it's done is just built it's built up a really I wish I had the figures for you. A very healthy return on the investment, but of course, mm. if not, nothing's gone to building in mm. homes for them. <laughs> that's yeah. another. That's another argument. But anyway, oh, yeah, um, where the money doesn't go, or should well, we go. Could, yeah, we can always we can always talk about where the money goes and where it doesn't go. Well, just start mm. sitting in the bank. Mm. It's built up, so well, but I don't know where that is now. But this is the frustrating now, gentlemen, and for your listeners, for the guys out there, you know, you can say, we all know. Sleeping in the truck and doing it hard when it's raining, when it's freaking, you know, it's boiling hot and all that. But, geez, at least we can get home to a house, a shower, a toilet. Mm. You know, you want a bit of your own space. I couldn't imagine living out of a car. Mm. I just couldn't imagine. I'd rather live out of a truck than a car. Mm, me too. Well, yes. well trucks are insulated. Cars are not insulated. Mm. They're not designed to be clipped in. Well, no, then there's I, security I just... too. Mm. Well, yeah. It depends okay, where I you can, are. Yeah. I, could, I was just going to say, I could take the, take the cheap shot, don't take your car and bother Billo. Um, you know, Who's the madness of the Senate this week? I can't believe, on, you know, I, I sit back and I look sometimes, and you know, Glenn, I've spoken to you about, you know, I've been I've been invited to stand for the Senate once, and, and, I, and yep. I thought about it very, very seriously, um, and I decided not to do it because I decided that, A, I couldn't stand in the... Uh, in the uh, in the room there, and buddy probably not get myself into trouble at one point or another. I'd be I'd be apologetic. Do they have a Do they have a swear box there? Do they mate? Do they have a swear jar? Oh, look, I, look, right, look, 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 look. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. There was a yeah. bit of swearing going on the other day. Not talking out of school. Mm. Oh, and I'll just what say happened? this. I might. Yeah. Parliamentary Go privilege. On. Parliament. Oh, so, no, 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 there was a blue. Oh, there was a blue. I will not give up the names, but there was a blue. Well, what happens if, you know, what happens if I was to stand there and, and call a, a senator a, a, an idiot or something like that? Isn't that a breach of standing orders or something? Can I just get no, you got that. No, you got three quarters of the Senate cheering you on. 
Are you allowed to say something along the lines of would this senator take offence if I called him an idiot? <laughs> no, no. What, no. What you got to do? What you got to do, Yogi? Is you got to say? No, no. What you got to do is you got to say the honourable senator over there. I think is an absolute waste of friggin' space and an oxygen thief. But I'll withdraw it so it doesn't upset them. <laughs> so you get it out there anyway. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what, I'd spend a lot of time withdrawing statements, mate. I'd be, I'd yeah. be withdrawing a statement every day. You just withdraw. Yeah. That's it. You withdraw. But but one senator. One senator who shall remain nameless on Thursday um, <laughs> called called all us racists. We're oh, all racists, right. the whole lot of us. And one other senator took offence. Then the first said uh, senator told the other senator to go forth and get effed. And okay. then the other one said, "Don't you pick out me to get effed, you?" Oh, jeez, she was on. I tell you what, you're going to get the popcorn. No, no, you've got to get the popcorn out and the uh, 3D sunnies because there's going to be a biff up. Jeez. So this yeah, is where yeah, we bring yeah. bring back the biff in the Senate, eh? Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. I reckon a few good punch-ups would be nice, wouldn't it? I, I tell you what, if it was in a trucking yard, if it was in a trucking yard, if someone would have got the knuckle run over their chin, oh, I reckon. You'd be lunging, yeah. lunging over those lovely red chairs. <laughs> Grabbing someone by the throat. Oh, I'm telling you, it's all excitement. Um, it's just going to be I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a massive word to be called a racist. And, and, and if you're calling everyone a racist, like that. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. All of us got tagged. Yeah, that's with it. terrible. Mm. Yeah, yep. that is all terrible. And, yeah. and you know what? And I'm going to say this, guys. We all have our own opinions, and, you know, and that's fine. And the beauty of yeah. living in Australia, you're allowed to have that. Hmm. And you are allowed to do, you know, you're allowed to have those different views. And I take this line. My job, whether it's a senator or whether it's previously as, as a TWU organiser or as a union delegate in the yard at ANSA, if I had a good idea and you didn't agree with it, my job is to say, well, look, these are why I, this is why I reckon it's a good idea. What do you yeah. think? Mm. And then you might yeah. say it's a load of crap, but if you did it this way, geez, it could be good. And then I go back and say, God, I didn't even think about that. That's what we got to do in democracy. We're striving. Well, that's our. When you have one certain person, sorry, mate. I said that's how you and I got together. Absolutely. Absolutely. We argued the point. We argued the point about something. I think it was a fairly public argument too, wasn't it? Hey, uh, hey, Craig. Yep, yep. I I was hurt. (laughs) You hurt my feelings. Hey, Craig, that's, yeah. that's not how he's treating the editor of Trucking Life. We're getting told what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got a text message that actually said, in the Senate, are the chairs red so you can't see the blood? <laughs> um, now, I could say they're red so you can't see the spilt claret, but, uh, yeah, yeah, put it this, put it this way. Put it this oh, way. I, will, I, I cannot possibly give up. I cannot give up too much, but oh. cried it was nearly on. So where do you hide the bottles of red? Look, have you got fridges <laughs> under the under the counters no, yeah. there, or what? Do you drink drink much red cake? You don't need it in the fridge. You need it aired, mate. Like what kind of what kind? Are you a well, connoisseur of this? I don't know. The, it well, it's say a cupboard then. A cupboard? No, yeah, I don't drink red. <laughs> by the, tra- by the time I'm drinking red wine, it don't matter where it comes from. <laughs> We're a responsible workplace, mate. There'll be none of that, all right? <laughs> yeah, I've been to Parliament that, House, yeah. mate. I've seen... Yeah, it's responsible. ...seen a lot of things up there. I still haven't had a uh, a coffee board for me. Get, where's, where's, where's Trev, top three in the world? 
Um, we need we need a coffee bought for us, mate. That's what we need. Do we coffee? Coffee now? Oh well, no! Well, that was Andrew talking about coffees, wasn't it? Oh, it was Andrew. It was, yeah, Andrew. he was getting the coffees bought for us. So yeah, yeah shout out, to, shout out, Andrew. Shout out to Trev. Um, yeah. Do you get your coffee brought to you in the morning in the Senate? Do you? Do you buy your coffee or do you buy it bought? I go past Coles Express and I get my milk, mate, mm. and I put oh, yeah. it in the microwave oh, yeah, and I make no. my coffee. Well, full, right. full. can I can I say a full disclosure now? Uh, yeah. Senator Stirl has bought me a coffee. No, uh, he's bought me a coffee as well. I've got one to there. I think. Good on you, Yogi. You blokes are doing all right. Last time I went to the pub with him, I think I bought three or four beers. Well, yeah. well that's, yeah. that's on you. Well, they, <laughs> they said all oh, the credit cards <laughs> out, but you know whose credit card it was? <laughs> well, I, I've got a no full disclosure. I've got to, I've got to say, um, I, I had a, I was fortunate enough to get an audience with the good senator one day at a pub in Perth, and I think he, I think right, he bought, me, bought me lunch that day. Yeah, that's right. So we I, did, but I forgot about yeah. that. No, no, I don't forget about these things, mate. You know, it was, it was fair, we, and we've 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 stood, we've, we've breasted the bar together. I think the last time was at uh, the Road Broke New South Wales conference. We sat down and had a few beers. Well, I've been known to have a couple after a conference. Yeah, that's yeah. right, we did, mate. I was yeah, trying to get uh, you to come out for dinner, and you worsted on me. Well, I I had to catch a train, mate. I was because of my broken wing, I wasn't driving. I got more and, than one uh, train. <laughs> No, but 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 where I live, mate. I mean, this is another issue. Let me start on another issue. Oh I'm, no! Yeah. You, me, those trains stop at six o'clock, so they don't run out. Yeah. So you've got to get home, mate. mate. It's just Maybe ridiculous. Dinner, dinner where dinner. I where where I live, I mean, there's a train station not far away, but to, to get on a train to go anywhere, absolutely ridiculous. And 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 this is one of the barriers for people getting a job. There aren't many jobs here, so you've got to go further afield if you can't drive. You haven't got a car. You're stuck with public transport. There's not a lot of buses, not a lot of trains. No wonder you cry you, every morning you when you're on the phone. I don't cry. I'm oh, good. Isn't it? I, no, I, no, 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 I'm, I'm mm. fine. I cry oh, because yeah. certain people that I'm trying to get to write up. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That's called fishing. We've got another one coming, another guest coming on. Well, Barry, we Barry's coming on. I've been, been sort of messaging him here. He's been out for dinner. He's probably ready soon. And yeah. I don't know whether Barry's, Glenn wants to hang around for him. Or I, I think I think Glenn should. You know, you, you, you've heard of Brother Sleepy, have you, uh, Glenn? Barry Grimson? Yeah, oh, I've Barry heard of him, mate, but I, I, I've never never met him. Well, But I've certainly heard of him. He's been waiting in the wings. He wants to have a bit of a go about rest areas, and I thought, well, <laughs> fair, fair enough. I think you might need to be tuned up by some bloke that knows a bit about sleeping in a truck, mate. You've probably never done it, you know. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So we've, got to, we've got to get him on there. We've got to get him on to educate Yogi because I got I got a big tune up. He actually rang me up, and he said, "Now, have you pressed record?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Um, because uh, I let Yogi get away with calling you know, landmarks. You know, everywhere you drive, you've got landmarks, men. And the truckies say, well, you know, you're at so-and-so, southbound at so-and-so, et cetera. Yogi, uh, Yogi had a bit to say about it. He was at the steps and stairs. He wasn't. He was at Steamroller. And, and, and uh, Barry rang me up to tell me all about it and told me I should tell Glenn. Uh, Glenn's, oh, this is uh, Glenn, Yogi Glenn. I suppose we've got two Glens here at the moment. It's a bit hard. You have, and mm. yeah, and and 
I said, why don't you tell him yourself? And he said, all right, I will. I'll bring me normal self and I'll ring in and I'll, uh, I'll tell him. So there you go. Beautiful. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah. So can you hang around right, for a bit longer? Glenn, or you? Look, I can, oh, mate. Yeah, I've just w- I've just walked in my garage, and I'm I'm just I've just cracked myself a beer, oh, and I'm more I'm more than happy. No, no, I'm I'm more than happy to hang around. Right, eh? Right, eh? Fantastic. I'm looking forward to a hot shower, but I'm going to hang around. You blokes are doing well, it tougher than me. Doing it tougher than me. <laughs> I know. Well, well, you know, when's uh, when's Barry saying he's going to be on? You've been texting, have you? Oh, right? we'll be. Yeah, maybe another five minutes or so. So we, right. I don't know. We might go to tune, maybe. Maybe. Let's have a tune. I just don't want to stay away from the house music. Why? <laughs> I just, it's just not me. It's an in-joke. It's an in-joke. Yeah. Anyway. Every weekend. Okay. Every weekend. Putting, when, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, actually. We've, got, we've had, a, had a bit of a proposal Oh, about mate. getting some young guys, and that was it, yeah, oh. Michael. You're supposed to be quiet now. Um, yep. Some young guys want to get on and have a bit of a chat. Good. So we're talking about some under 30s here in the industry that want to get on and give their point of view, which Are I... Are any of those? Yep, and I would love to hear it. I've met a few. We get out amongst it. Mm. Um, you probably don't at the moment, Mike, because you're stuck in your Faraday mm. cage, but... That's right. I, I do want to hear their point of view, and I, I do know some young blokes out there that are having a good crack at this, um, at what they do, and, they, and they're very passionate. So yeah. there's a few, yeah. So hopefully Wednesday we might be able to facilitate a bit of that. Um, yeah. But anyway, we might just go to a song, mm-hmm. and we'll come back. Hopefully Glenn Stirls. I'm like, we're not sure we're confusing the Glens here. Uh, you, you're still there, and we'll be back. So... I'm going some cold chisel because I know Amanda will love it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be right back. <laughs>
I did. Welcome back, everybody. Barry's on the line, and he didn't like being told to be quiet. <laughs> Is that you, Yogi? No, that's Craig. Yogi, I don't know what he's doing. He's oh, got Craig. Craig, you sound like like the old days when we we're all full of um, um, afros. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Like, when, when I listen to you, I said, "Oh, Craig, he's always full of afros." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you from up, buddy? Um, uh, North Coast somewhere, uh, Lismore, you said, or something. Oh, I live up around Ocean. Uh, Evan's head here at the moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you both Actually, I've been out with Leslie tonight. Um, we went to the Real Sporting Club and had tea, and I had three or four wines. And um, well, I said to Leslie, I've got to get home and room my good buddy Mike and all the boys. But it, oh, I didn't know Glenn Stewart was there, too. Mm. Well, you, you, we, we, we sort of thought I'd, we thought we'd tee it up because I know that you've got a bit to say about rest areas sleep, and I thought, well, I might as well get to blow that, that knows yeah. a little bit about it. I mean, you oh, might Barry. Well... I'm back. Oh, so Yagi's back, but <laughs> Yagi's back too. So I've got to say, if you got a if you got a nickname of Sleepy, you must know where all the rest areas are. Well, you know what. When I was a young boat, my father, he was, he was a trucker and um, he was a goer, right? Anyhow, I started driving for him and um, I can't drive when I'm a bit weary. So I always make love to the steering wheel. In the old days, we didn't have sleeper caps, so we're making love to the steering wheel. So you put the elbows across the steering wheel and you're making love to the steering wheel. And the old lady used to say, you're always making love to the steering wheel. Anyhow, he had a seven nicknames and he, he, then he eventually nicknamed me um, Sleepy. Mm. So it's, uh, oh. yeah, probably, I don't know how long it's been there, but anyway, I earned it and I'm proud of it, yeah. Hey, yeah. um, hey, Yogi. Yes, sleepy. I've always, <laughs> always thought of you as the friggin' giggler. <laughs> the giggler. The giggler. <laughs> the giggler. Actually, your mate, is it Andy who owned the black, um, the black niner? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, yeah. yeah. And now he was, so he's got that King Cab Aerodyne now. So we had him on there a couple of weeks ago on the radio. So yeah, Andrew, yep, yep. Yeah, well, yep. I had, um, what did I have them days? A shoulder operation, I think. Yeah, I had yeah. a shoulder operation. And when I came back, um, the boss said to me, I said, oh, I'm going to fly over to Adelaide to pick up. <coughs> oh, you picked it up. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I got photos yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. I gave me a nice place. Yeah, it's Isn't great. It, nice it, was just, it was just, I was, oh, like, I was stoked when I finally met Andrew and his brother and his old man, you know, and yep. and, and we formed a really good relationship with the, with the boys and um and, and look and look we we'll go into battle every day of the week with them and they we butt heads and we end up on jobs and then we get chitty and we get grumpy but we we're good mates and they're great people and they're you know they're good at what they do and um yeah it was it was good to see that truck go to where it went you know? so, yeah, yeah well it's funny like um uh Mike and me worked for the same bloke and Senator Glenn Stuller out there listening buddy um you know he he just Incredible, bro. I've been there 17 years and I've had more jobs. I added up the other day, I've had 50 jobs since I started driving in 1962. I've had 50 jobs. And I was really? I went yeah. to our bloke. Oh, shit, yeah, mate. Wow, one yeah. day. Sometimes one day. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I met, met the bloke that Mike and me work for now and, yeah, just a trivia bloke. But when he sent me over there, um, 
he was telling me about the truck and all that, and I thought, oh, I'll get over there. Our mate will have me and tattoos, and like he'll be telling me how good he is and all that. But just a just a nice bloke, you know. And um, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, it was it was yes. nice to meet him. And you know, a thing that bugged me today, I look yeah. on Facebook and I see blokes from the old days saying about <clears throat> um, they're talking about Sylvie's cutting a little Sydney Arbor or something like that. And they say, oh, the young blokes of today, they they wouldn't be able to handle that. Well, you know what? The stuff the young blokes have got to handle today, the blokes from my era, but I'm still driving, but the blokes from my era, they wouldn't handle it. You know, all the shit we've got to go through today to bloody just do our job. Yeah, but, um, yeah true, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pleased to meet you too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good on your buddy. So, now, now so, which, which, which one did you start out of the 897 names for the Hume Highway? Which one did you start? Boxes, logbook, uh, I don't know, Rockin' Horse, which one? Like, what? What one? The skyline, little skyline. Well, did you start any well, of these, mate? Like, like I was cranking. I was cranking. factory. <laughs> your buddy, your po- on the podcast last week. I was cranking with you, and I told Mike. <laughs> you said, <laughs> you said, <laughs> you said <laughs> step and stairs. You said step and stairs. I did. Um, you said about the bloke going down through the middle of step and stairs. Yeah, it was it. No, that's steamroller. So oh. next time you're going up there, next time you're going up the Hume, you go yeah. up, well, all right, I'm saying steamroller at night. You go up steamroller out of Jugion. Then yep. you go along over Deep Creek where, where John Back, who used to be the undertaker from Yass, poor bugger, he was going to Gundigore in about, oh, probably about 78 or something. He used to do the milk run on a... Um, on a Saturday morning in Gundagai, him and Wendy were the undertakers in Yass. And um, John was going down to do the milk run Saturday morning and poor bugger, uh, Blake coming up from Victoria, went to sleep in Deep Creek on, up on top of what I call steamroller, which everyone calls steamroller in the old days. Um, yeah, Blake come across the road and run a head on to him and took him out. He's a bloody nice bloke. Yeah. And you, then you go along. Yeah. It's time you go along, you know, Deep Creek. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know up. where Deep Creek is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When you're going up or down Deep Creek, have, have, have a look there. Have a look across the, the old road. <laughs> the old road on the right hand side. <laughs> I can giggle as much as you. <laughs> I thought I'd slide that in there, but anyway, nothing wrong with your hearing, CP, at all. Absolutely nothing wrong with your hearing. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, dear, poor old Senator Vance Burley said, how did I get mixed up with this crew? Um, over on the right-hand side, if you have a look at the old road over there, you'll see it's got seven steps. You'll see it go up and down and up and down, and you, you can distinctly see it. And we used to call it Steppel Stairs. It's funny, the blokes from Yass uh, who were just... The TNT blokes at Yass were just the nicest bunch of blokes. They were all bait up draw like the old paper truck drivers, mm. bait up. Yeah. From oh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were the old Dodge drivers. Just just um just a uh um those blokes were just a loveliest bloke. And they call, they actually called it Seven Sisters. Those those seven stairs, they called Seven Sisters oh. Jack Owen, Barney and oh yeah, Jackie Jackie uh yeah, but anyway. Yeah, so yeah, right. there you go. Right uh, yeah, so that's that's steps and stairs, but everyone calls it today. They call it Reedy Creek, and 
Oh, I mean, we move on and we don't call or whatever we call. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Hopefully there has been a documentation of the history of it. Because like, cause I started trucking... I can tell you that there's not. Well, maybe... There's no, no documentation of what it, what it used to be. Yeah, yeah like all, all of that, all of that information and the history. I mean, uh, I'm an old mate, Bruce Gunner's trying to preserve a lot of that through through the podcast that he does. More power yep. to him. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, there's no, yeah, and it's the crawl in the yum and all that sort of thing. But the, yep. all that, all that stuff that Barry's got in his head, and it's the same. It's the same with the older generation. Doesn't matter what it is. All that knowledge. At all, you know, it's not been passed down. It's all lost, and, yeah. it, and it's a sad thing. And that's, yeah. and we're trying to preserve some of that. Yeah. Um, hey guys, we've just yeah. lost Glenn Cleaney, so I've got to bring him back in. So, sadly, yeah. we're going to just cut Barry off there for a second, um, so we can get him back. But mm-hmm. um, hey, do you know it's funny that you, they talk about the bait ups here. I, I started my apprenticeship there many, many oh, yeah. years ago. Bait ups in Cootamundra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, funny. Oh, Craig, sorry. Mate. Yeah, That's so fun. we're back. So we'll go back to Barry because he was just talking about a bit of stuff there. So sorry, Barry, we didn't mean to yeah, cut you off there. But... Right. So, like, because I mean, I, I said, Barry, I, I started trucking with Green Freight in the in, oh, I don't know, somewhere like '97, '96. Somewhere in that mark, and uh, yeah, that's and, really and then, easy, is it? Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, so I started with Green Freight out of Wangaratta then, and then I, I I jumped on with Jimmy Campbell Cam Trans. I started working Interstate out of um out of Canberra out, out of Wangaratta and doing what we're doing. Sorry, the young yep. bloke's starting his car and driving out the shed here. So I I I I remember people calling it, you know, and all these and they're like. And it's right, true. Like South, you know, you got duck ponds and revenue and like powerhouse straight and all those ones. And it's just so, it's just so interesting. I love, I love the idea of it. I never liked running the humor. I was always running Queensland and the top end. But I, I like the idea of all the names and and what it is and uh, yeah, deciphering what people are saying. You know, like I reckon it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it, uh, well, sort of like um, you're. I don't know where you're. Is Glenn still there? Oh, Barry, I'm still here, mate. Oh, that's good. Um, like, it's sort of a thing like I rode around with the old bloke, like with my father, and the um, the names were distinguished by things that happened there. You know, like um, there was a million stories about Aeroplane, which is a hill between um, Holbrook and bloody um, Parkutta. And, like, there's things about trucks going off that, that quick that they were like an aeroplane, like accommodation over at bloody um, over in South Australia. Um, yeah, um, you can get an R one ninety up to hundred mile an hour up there. Apparently, been there, done that. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, okay. there was other things about an, an old aeroplane crash there a million years ago. And it's funny, Sylvia Sutton. I was just telling you about um, John Back. His wife Wendy, her father drove the bulldozer, drove a bulldozer when they put Sylvia's cutting in. So the old highway used to go off at uh, Tumbalong, go mm. off to the yep. right. As you come come through Tumbalong, the old highway used to go across through there and, and originally come in at Lower Tarkata, but then 
they brought it in at um, at Mandalo, which is at, um, as you go past Little Sydney Arbour, and you go along the straight, and then they, what do they call it now with the cops? You see? Anyway, they come in there at Mandalo. But then they put in Sylvia's Cutting. Well, Wendy was saying her father worked there, and um, Sylvia's Cutting was attributed to an old dozer they called um, Sylvia's But you get a million tiles, so it's all terrific because what it was in the old days is they just, the old blokes used to distinguish things like that. And I remember the old man used to put bloody bottles of beer in, in the in the bloody river going down and two of his old mates, Don and Conquer, used to knock his <laughs> bottles of beer off. Like he, the, creek the creek you're talking about... The creek you're talking about... They used to put bottles of beer in them, and bloody on the way back they pull the bottle of beer out like fucking fishing. Oh, sorry, and um, and bloody uh, and, I, and I do mean sorry because I don't use this swear on a podcast. But bloody um, yeah, they pull the bottle and they were cold because all the way down there they're cold. Um, but yeah, it was fun and yeah, as a, as a kid you you pick up these tales. That's why you. you you grow up to be a bit of a prick of a kid, you know, because you, you listen to these people. But hey, you Glenn listen Stirl, to these. Glenn Stirl, yes, mate. You know what, mate? Fair diggum. Mike and the team there, and it's probably Yogi and all. And I'm a bit sentimental about all this stuff because you know a bit, bit about what stuff I've done in the day. And yeah, what I've followed on from my forefathers, I've got to say that, what I've done. Isn't any anything famous because I followed him on from his forefathers. But what you and the team and Mike and and I wouldn't care what political party you come from, you have highlighted um, our industry. You know, I I go and I said to Mike, I want to talk about parking bays. I probably I don't know whether I want to do or not. But I go to my next door neighbour, who's a school teacher, and I say to her. When next time you drive down the highway, and especially not so much the humane highway, the humane highway, go across from Wodonga to um, Adelaide, right? Go across the Murray Valley Highway. See how many places there are trucks to pull up there. It's all right you talk about, and I went up to Brisbane this week. Like, it's great, it's great now, you know, they've got plenty of places to pull up. And that the general public see that. But the general public don't see when we go out to bloody uh, Canamble or something like that, mm. where with the dangerous goods vehicle, we can't pull up in the town where we're not supposed to. We do because there's nowhere else to pull up. And going across the Murray Valley Highway, there are no parking bays. We go across the Mulwalla, and if you get across the Mulwalla, unless we can park in the gateway of the place where we unload, we can't park there. So normally... I turn off at Holbrook, go across through Colcan, Royal Bunbury, and pull across somewhere across there because I can't, can't go across to the place where I'm going to load because there's people parked there. There's nowhere else to park. You know, and the, yeah. coppers, the coppers have come to me, told me, oh, the residents don't like you starting up here early in the morning, you know. So, um, and the one uh, parking bay in Mulder, the one parking oh, bay no, in no, I, I, I know where I'm going with this. Glenn? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you there, Glenn? He's I am. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Barry, all is. Yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah, mate. You blokes have highlighted what us blokes, and I'm talking about us blokes from uh, like a million years ago, 
have trying to, been trying to highlight for a million years, all of a sudden, people like I'm talking about my next door neighbour who know nothing whatsoever about road transport. I go, I go there and I say, next time you go down to Wagga, just have a look, you know. Um, and yeah. you blokes, have, and it's all of a sudden through Mike and and all the rest of the boys. All of a sudden, it's out there in the public forum. Whereas before, all we do, <clears throat> we get on bloody Facebook or something, and you know who we text our mate. No one else sees mm, it. That's right. Mm. Yep. You know. So now, all of a sudden, people are realising. And what I was going to say about the parking bays, um, there's a few around here. There's one on top of Mount Oosley. There's two on Picton Road. There's one at Glenlee. There's a bridge at Glenlee where Mark Graham got killed by a people throwing bricks over the over the bridge. Um, and there's another one down at St Andrews where a young lady got killed. A, a few of us blokes around here from the local district when I lived up Cam there, we didn't do that. We didn't get them parking bays put there. The parking bay on top of Usley, me and the blokes from down south go, Donnie Bradford, um, Oh, what's his bloody name at there? Glass Atkinson. Um, oh, jeez, don't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter, we, you know it, yeah. Yeah, we got that parking bay put there specifically for trucks because a truck went away there in 1974 and went down there and killed four people. So what we wanted to do was check an area at the top of Mount Oosley for trucks to check their load before they go down there, right? And yep. we didn't get that easy. Like, I, there was not long ago, one of your, your crew wrote, we, we don't do things by jumping up and down. Well, I'm afraid every now and then you've got to jump up and down. If we don't want to jump jump up and down, what are we going to, go, what are we going to do? Go and get the local parents and citizens association or the bloody or the bloody senior citizens association or the bloke like up at Gatton who had to fight our fight. You know what? These big, bloody, tough blokes with tattoos and hairy-legged truck drivers were going into that parking bay. And that Des, I think his name was Des, was it? Des uh, with the action. Yeah, uh, he was fighting right. this fight. Why didn't they fight it? Mm. How tough are they? Why didn't they fight it? Poor old Des, you know, I heard him on your podcast. He'd come on and he'd say, Oi, hey, mate, what a man. Well... What I mean, why didn't they fight it? Why didn't they say, you know, we got to take this into hand? We got to do something here. No, we just run up and down and we're so lethargic, us blokes, honestly. And all of a sudden, Glenn Stirl, through Mike Williams, I think Mike Williams and and his team have stirred up this bloody possum that all of a sudden, old bars are like me, nearly eight, and full of cancer. All of a sudden, an old bloke like me is saying, God, I'm so happy these blokes are out there fighting our fight. Well, we, we, we do what we do and we can. Glenn's got this rest area steering committee thing going and Craig's a part of that. Um, it looks like I'm going to lose a couple of boxes of bottles here, Glenn. What's happening? <laughs> are we boxes? Mate, mate, you and your mate you're Yogi, it's you're, you're about to lose a pallet. You're about to lose a hey, hey. hey, I'm from the West. We don't do things in boxes, uh. mate. <laughs> right. we, hey, we, this uh, this is we, good too, Glenn, because they normally barrel me on this and sit me in the corner and 
I feel like I'm bound and gagged. So, right. so, so let's so come at him, mate. Let's come at him and tell him what we're doing. Absol- oh, have we I'm actually, have up, we actually written a check yet? Have we written a check yet? No, no, <laughs> no, not till not probably till September. Mm. Hey, look, it's good. No, I don't know. Look, I see. There's a thing here, guys. I got to protect the old mate Craig here because he's he's, he's had to sign a confidentiality thing. Yeah, I, I know, I know. And I'm no, going to talk as much as I want to talk about it. Mm. And I know, Craig, yeah. Craig. Mate, glad to have you on the committee, mate. Really am. But Barry, look, I've got mate, we've got 140 mil, and we can chuck another zero behind there. And we've got a lot of truck drivers out there that want to bag us and happen. You know what I mean? And you know exactly like you said, because I'm I'm a spring chicken at 63. But I got to tell you, Barry, I'm sick of frigging and talking about the same shit that I was talking about when I was 23. But you're dead right. And I was out and I was talking to Wes. I went up to Gatton. I met Wes at Gatton. And I said to him, listen, brother, you, you know, he's out there and he's coming out, he's cleaning the toilets that we got, you know, and there's a few of us that uh, were very happy that Wes has led the charge. And I said, Wes, what about the truckies, mate? They chipping in a couple of bob for you for the cleaning gear? He said, no. Nah. And, and Barry, you're spot on. Everyone's very keen and easy to sit back. They'll talk a lot on the UHF about it, but there's not many blokes that do the heavy lifting. And when we get to when he does the heavy lifting, good on Wes and good on those truck drivers. Sorry, Craig, I'm going to blow wind up your skirt here, mate. You actually put their hand up. Mike puts his hand up. Yagi steps forward. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, people like Rod Hannafy. And instead yeah. of bagging people out, get bloody behind them. That's what we've yeah, got to do. do something. Yeah, do something. And it really yeah. Yeah, kisses me because I've been doing this for 46 years. But anyway, that's why us unreasonable big-mouth people with opinions are going to keep going. And I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait, mate, till a young senator says to me, move over, you old bastard, because I'm now on to lead the charge for the road transport industry. I'll say, great, because retirement's getting closer, but we can't get yeah. anything to do. But look, mate, with the truck-based stuff, it just falls down to this, Barry, and I don't like it, but these are the rules that Craig and I have to work to. We have to have projects put forward by state and local government. And but do we, have to, do we yeah. have to? Yes, we have to, mate. The rest of society, NRMA and that, they don't work the rules. They, no, no. But, they, they yeah. bloody, they get people agitated enough that they do something. Like, I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, Yogi was saying about the bloke going down through the scrub there. You know what? Two weeks after that, that poor bastard went down through the scrub and Yogi wouldn't have seen it because he goes off Sturt Highway at the bottom of Wagga Hill. Um, he went across through the centre again. You know what? What do we say to the people who've been coming out of Sydney or coming out of Melbourne or something who can't find a freaking parking bay? What does committee mean to them, like to their family? You know, you go, <clears throat> Mike, Mike knows, we go up sometimes, we unload in Sydney, go up to Newcastle, we unload and load, and as you know, like two or three hours, sometimes to pump out a bloody tank or something like that if you've got a double on, then you mm. come down. And sometimes you're coming out of Sydney, you want to get in the pig farm. Well, you know what? And you can't get in there. The first park, park and bay coming out now. The other night, I was parked. So I'd gone through the pig farm, no park. So I've gone. I can't go any further because of my electronic logbook, which I absolutely love. Right? (laughs) I can't go any further um, because I'm an old prick and and me me bloody upstairs has gone gone to the pack. Um, and that works it all out for me. But anyway, I can't park anywhere. I'm out actually on the freeway. The poor bastards in the market truck, what are they going to do? When they unload at the market, 
they've done their thing in there, like here at the big farm, normally, like, if they're not on um, 14 hour log, but if they're on 12 hour, what are they going to do? Put it in their pocket? Fold the truck up and put it in their pocket? You know, it's just, it is actually disgusting. And I think we should be, not instead of committees and bloody all this shit, Stuff which has taken two years. I've been listening to um, this committee for probably 12 months or something now. What about the poor bastards have been killed down the highway in that 12 months? We've just got to get fed in them like old mothers' clubs and bloody senior citizens. You know, I, you know, do we go to the NRMA? You know, that I think that's a good avenue because they're into road safety too. You know, do, do we go to 50 Minutes? You know, our greatest enemy. If we go to, to them, and what the ATA and the union and all that, they're always been afraid of 60 minutes because, oh, no, don't do that because they see what the industry's like, you know, about what we do. Hey, get the stuff, you know. We've got to solve this problem of poor bastards going, coming out of Sydney, trying to get in the pig farm, trying to get here, trying to get there, but not that so much. When you go, as I said, the Murray Valley Highway and that, there's nowhere to park. Right. It's not ours. What do you do? You know, it's desperate stuff. It is. And I feel for blokes. Like, I'm old and I work for a company that says, when you want to pull up, pull up. So I go down. I hope I'm weary. I pull up. But, you know, there's still some of us, you know, yeah, you was bringing a machine over there uh, the other day, him and Andrew. And um, they've, got, they've got to make a mile in the day because, you know, our industry is a service industry, so people are waiting for that. So we can't help in our heart, in our heart, the day we start the truck, most of us, we've got in our heart, we've got to do things for the general public. We're to do this, do that. It's, it's stupid. It is absolute stupid. That's what we're born into. That's what we do, you know. But, you know. Yeah, what we know. Trying to find, you know, when you're tired, and you're trying to find someone, and Mike knows, and you know, Glenn, and you know Yogi, and um, what's your yeah. mate? What's the bloke up the up the bloody North Coast? There? Oh, it's just Craig, but don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh, it's yeah. the other guy, the tech Craig, guy, Craig, whatever. Craig, the tech Craig, bur- bourbon drinker, isn't he? Doesn't he drink yeah, bourbon? He's, yeah, yeah, he's the glue that keeps it all together. No, I'll drink anything really. He doesn't <laughs> drink anything really. <laughs> when you hey Barry, can I help you out, Barry? Barry, can yeah, I help you out, mate? I'm I, I just going to say this one. I know the frustration. We've been talking about this committee for bloody, oh, mate, nine, ten months. You know my fr- – well, you probably don't know my frustration. Craig knows my frustration. Um, the, the point of the matter is, mate, unfortunately, we've got to work with laws, which I would love nothing better, Barry. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather drive around with a uh, big esky on the back of a four-wheel drive Sit out in the middle of nowhere, grab a few truckies, get onto the Great Northern, and after a cup of carton, say, "Well, what do we need to do? Because here's the money." Unfortunately, I can't do it that way. Mm. But mate, mate, I got good truckies around me, and mm. um, but we have to have state governments or local government has to say this is where we want to part fund because they got to co-fund it. That's the way the thing's set up. We have to ride the state governments and the local governments, mate, to get it done. But but I got to tell you this, Barry, for the first time, and I know there's there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of, yeah, yeah, we've heard all this shit. Mate, no, this is the first time that truckies have been at the table, mate. Mm. And I've got to tell you, mate, it's like banging your head against a brick wall after a while it starts hurting. The truckies will be at the table deciding. We've had the standards that Craig and 
and myself and the rest of the committee worked on have all been signed off. Finally, last week they were signed off. So we hope by September, mate, we'll be we've got our scorecard. We hope to have a a, a, a table full of proposals put to us so we can start ticking. But the trucking industry's got to make some noise, mate. We've got to push the state governments too. Yeah, and so I, I know, mate, it's not as quick as we want. Yeah. And I'll say I'll this. Every, every, Glenn, every person I'll listening. Glenn, I'll just answer, Glenn. You're right, Glenn. The industry, we've got a whole industry problem. It's <laughs> not, look, mate, I, I'm not knocking, look, Fairingham. I, I said to you in initial, my initial response, like my initial, I've had a couple of wines. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Um, my initial, uh, I, uh, it took me darling out the night, you know, and I don't see yeah. you, mate. Um, um, my initial thing tonight, I said, um, I'm patting you on the back for all, all what you're doing. Um, I thought, where am I going? Um, I, uh, I just think, you know, the industry, the whole industry, the ATA, my, I've been in the union since 1962, right? That, and I love the union because I get my penalty rates. And Mike, Mike, Mike will tell you, like, we get paid. Uh, I'm going away Sunday. I got my penalty rate Sunday. I'll go away. Um, go down to Where it should be, yeah. Well, yeah. We're, exactly we're very late. lucky. Yeah. We're very lucky. I'll go to Brisbane. If I get pilled up, our bloke charges me to Murray. I'll go to Brisbane. Go up there. I've got to um, immunotherapy at the end of the week because I've got cancer. So I've got to be back by Friday. Um, but, like, I'll, I'll go away and my penalty rates and all that. But I think, mate, the whole industry, because we're all com- we're, we're competing with one another, but we're not really competing with one another. We're all we're all in this. We're all in this. We're not competitors. We're all in this. The whole industry, you know, the ATA with this Scott thing, I never saw a single comment about what was going on with Scott. Never did I see from the ATA one single con- comment. You know what? And I've been, the union hates me because I, as you know, by our probably comment tonight, and I've only met a few blokes tonight, I don't, I don't mind getting a kick in the ass. Um, bloody, um, the union, at least Michael Kane and, and uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike brought him out of the woodwork, and I, I've got to admit that, but in saying that, at least he had the balls to come on the program. And, yep. and have a bit of a yak, you know, whether you agree or whether you don't agree. Consultation is, and a communication is the key to everything. At mm-hmm. least he had the ball. But the ATA, who call themselves our major peak body. So they call you, themselves the peak body. They love to, to call themselves the peak body. Yep. Exactly. If you see a major incident, the ATA... Um, had the comment and they say the the major trick uh, peak body for the transport industry right with that Scott thing which I think was the greatest thing that's ever or the um, major thing that's ever happened in our industry and I, 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 I'm still going to say that and I, I don't care if anyone else says that was absolutely major that thing because I go shopping with Leslie and we notice our, our supermarket shelves up here in Shell Harbour the bloody you know, the stuff that wasn't there, you know, it didn't even bloody comment, you know. And that's well, you've, you've got to ask yourself questions, though, Barry, when you've got a company 
that supposedly got 40% of the share of a particular niche in transport refrigerated and chilled freight, and they don't have the balls to front up to the likes of Coles, Woolies, and all those and say, this is the freight rate. We need cost recovery. You need to pay it. No, no, no. What are they doing? They're financing their debt. They're taking six-month payments. The, the cash flow situation must have been absolutely diabolical. And they're trading insolvent for months. And then they fold up like a deck of cards. The bloody, uh, the companies, the investment companies that came in and raped that business, they didn't replace the bloody equipment. They didn't support their staff properly. And then they end up with 1,500 people out of work because they didn't have the balls to go after cost recovery. I feel no sympathy for Scots. I really don't. What I feel sympathy for, but for all the little blokes that got ground into the dust because corporate people came in, raided and wrecked what were a series of really good companies and raped them and stole the money out of them. And they didn't learn anything from Coots and it happened again. And it keeps happening because... Because we, we, as my old mate Bob McMillan would say, we're either desperate or stupid. And I don't know what comes first. And my, Bob and I have talked about this lots and lots and lots of times. Are we desperate enough to take the crap that these people keep dishing out? Or are we stupid enough to let it happen? And Bob has said it again and again and again. We've got to start from the top down. We've got to have some transparency about what's going on. Setting yeah. rates is not the answer making sure that these people aren't offering stupid prices so that owner-operators and small businesses, subcontractors can get cost recovery. If we can at least do that, then we may get somewhere. I'll get off the bike. Hey, Mike, yeah. Mike, I'm going to pull you up. I want to pull you up, Mike. Craig, through yeah. you. Hey? Yeah. Through you, Craig. Yeah. Spot on, but i got to ask you one thing, Mike. Yeah. Who the friggin' else talking about setting rates? Yeah. No one. No one. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm no, not. I'm, not saying, I'm sorry, mate. I, you're misinterpreting. Yeah. I'm not saying that you are talking about setting rates. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm those, not saying you are. I'm not saying I'm you saying are. All those, this is. All the, the, I'm, I'm glad, glad I started good. all this. I'm glad. This is what I love. way to solve problems. Someone sent me a text message and gone, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I did that because you wouldn't turn your phone down. You don't solve problems, but you don't solve problems by sitting there saying, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. I love this. That's right. Go on. I want to say this. I want to say this. I have got the biggest gob in this nation. I've got the biggest gob in this nation and have done for many years. Mm. Saying we need enforceable standards. Mm. I'm not yeah, saying we set rates. No one's saying we set. No, I'm not having a crack at you, Mike. Don't, don't get glass jawed on me, mate. Yeah. You're bigger no, than me. Do you want me to turn him but down, Glenn? I can. Sorry, I'll just turn him <laughs> down. And so no, 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 that's right. no, 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 no. We got to have. No, we have to have this debate amongst yeah. sensible people. Yeah. The oldies yeah. in yeah. the industry have been around. We've all done it. No one's better than anyone else. We we respect each other's views. This is the. Exactly. I nearly said the. I nearly said fucking then, but I won't. Right? No. Um, this is the shit that's come out of the ATA. I that statement. Jeez, I want to meet. Right. That's what I do in the Senate when I want to cute when I want to review something. All right. This is the bullshit coming out of the Australian. Now, guys, hear me out. The Australian Trucking Association, and don't if you want to wind me up about them, them lowies. Okay. The ATA 
the Australian Industry Group. Now, now park the ATA, who are insignificant and do not represent, and they do not speak for the trucking industry. Exactly. The Australian Trucking Association is made up of a lot of state member organisations who lift, who do all the heavy lifting. Not those, not those people, right? But you've got, or we've got, the Australian Industry Group. We've got the Business Council of Australia. We've got the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. All these bastards that represent those who use transport to as part of their business. They're not transport people who are, want to do everything they can to suppress a safe, sustainable and viable transport industry who will do everything they can for their members. And so they should do things for their members who use transport to suppress it down and not pay the rates that we need to be safe and sustainable. And those stupid, the, the idiots at the ATA jump on their bandwagon, <laughs> read the ATA's submission to the industrial relations, um, uh, to our uh, same job, same pay uh, staff, who want to suppress transport. And i got to tell you now, no one's talking about setting rates for those assholes. We are talking about um, getting paid properly on, getting paid on time. We're talking about things like, the fatigue management is all over the place. We want to talk about contracts that aren't worth the paper they're written on. We want to talk about um, uh, the sham contracting through uh, um, ABNs. So I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sick to death of that bullshit about we want to set rates. We want to bring back the RSRB. Everyone yeah. knows my position yeah. there. Geez, where do and we ever get onto that? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy. Well, 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 I'm well, happy on that. But it wasn't really what I'm, I'm getting at. So I'm I'm a truck driver, right? I do me 14 hours a day. When when the boss wants it, I'm there, right? So this week I've probably done me bloody nearly 14 hours every day, even though I'm the eight. Next week I probably will too. So I can't I I I can't um, um, campaign for myself, right? Because uh, by the time I get the end of my day, do the paperwork that's necessary nowadays, which we've got to do, Yogi, you, you, I don't know whether you're going to do it, but bloody, and you would have to with wide loads, all this shit you've got to fill in today. So you sit down, you get the end of the 14-hour day, you probably spend another half hour doing your bloody, your paperwork and your bloody, your docker for the customer and, and your wage on the sheet and all that. So the time you get to bed, it's time to go to bed. It is. If you're going to do what what's necessary, right? What I'm, what I was actually getting at with when I brought up the ATA and the union and Michael Kane, I'm giving him a pat on the back for being brave enough to come up the mic, who said he he hates union, well didn't say he hates union. I didn't. But no, he hates in the middle of the road. No, no, he didn't, and I just said that. Um, he, he said he was middle of the road, brave, and um, he was. He, he, I think you said Mike. Um, your one side is the other side, or something in the words of them effect. Don't take me as a bloke who's going to filter his discussion. I'm saying yeah. broadly what was said, right? And I told yeah. you, <laughs> I said to you when I ring up the night, <laughs> be ready. Um, yeah, yeah, you were going to bring your real self, you said to me. Yep. Yeah. You know what? The old mate up there, sitting up there at Cardwell, if yeah. you listen to me, you know, He'd be laughing his we, ass off right now. I'm telling you, I love him. I love him. You know yeah. what? We haven't got time to decipher what goes on, um, do all this. So what we do, we and the National Road Traders Association I've joined, which I said there's 
already too many associations around, but all of a sudden, either these blokes are talking about, I said, mate, these are the blokes, you know, they're affiliated with the union, they're affiliated with the ATA, they're affiliated with women. That's what we want. We, we just want in. Yeah. Anyway, we haven't got time to campaign. We depend mm. on the association. No one can do without an association. National Farmers Federation is the greatest association I've ever run across. They campaign for their members 24-7, right? We haven't got time to... We're trying to screw the suckies rates down, Barry. Oh, oh mate. They're on that up. They're, they're, they're joined you know what, with the, hey, the ATA, hey, mate. Don't start me. Don't start me. But that's true. Yeah, don't start me. Don't, don't start me. When I was with Comet, when I was with Comet, we used to get 50... So you've started me. 57, um, 57 kilometres we used to get an hour's pay. Every 57 kilometres we used to do. We used to get an hour, uh, half an hour to open doors. We used to get half yeah. an hour. And everyone's saying, oh, you really? Hey, mate, the court went to court. This went to court. And the judge said, oh, yeah, these blokes deserve that. Why do you want to kick it in the ass? Why do you want to go backwards? You know, yeah. honest to God, in, in this world, why do you freaking want to go backwards? These blokes have gone to the court. And the judge has said, oh, yeah, these, we used to open the pan doors. When we go to a depot, half an hour. If we had changed the tyre, half an hour. If you went down to Canberra with it, when, when doubles first come out, so you had to put a double in, um, uh, you had to split trailers, half an hour. When you pull them out and you put all trailers up, half an hour. What freaking wrong with that, for Christ's sake? And then, right, so the National Farmers Federation with um, Sarley's Transport contested our state award. We went from 57 kilometres an hour to 85 kilometres an hour. Now, yeah. now yeah. we're saying, ah, we can't get truck drivers. You know, we can't get truck drivers. <laughs> you know what? Back in the old days, I used to mow the lawns on a Sunday morning, <laughs> right? Have lunch with me, missus, and then jump in the truck and go to Adelaide. Now, they've got to leave bloody home on a Saturday night to beat the cameras. And you're saying... Why can't we get truck drivers? Who wants to go away on a Saturday night? I've been to the bloody club tonight and had a few beers with the missus. And, you know, Saturday, Saturday. What the song goes? I've got to say Saturday. there, Barry, it's a changing world. And, I know it's a changing world. And we've got to be paid for it, mate. Yeah, it's it's not just so much that. Oh, we, we live in a, a world now as a driver, as a business operator, Yep. My role now, allocator, compliance, whatever. We live in a world that wants our customers want 24-7. They want exactly. us to be on the road 24-7 to deliver exactly. their goods between 9 and 3. Right. That's, if you're an interstate truck driver, who you got to please? Yeah, but that's that's where our problem no, no, is hang now. Hang on, hang on. I'll take it past on what you're saying. I know where you're going. If you're an interstate truck driver, who you got to please? You miss it. If you're going to be away all week, she wants the dollars on the bloody table at the end of the week for worth of her having to handle all the dramas at home, all the shit that goes on when you're not away. She wants the dollars. And as I just said to you about the Saturday, uh, Sunday leaving for Adelaide, now they've got to leave Saturday night. Imagine, like, you've got kids. Uh, what were you like when you were 16? You know, like, bloody, they're, they're handling all that. There's got to be money on the table at the end of the week 
compensate for what the women are going through. You know, so what's happened is through that, um, what I just said about Farley's and National Farmers Federation, I've got the greatest, um, um, greatest um, bloody what admiration of National Farmers because they fight for their members, even though, you know, we're saying um, about what we're saying. They're I don't on, know what they're on, saying. They're, they're on the other side of the fence to us at the moment, though, Barry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know they are. But if the barley, the barley's going up the shit, or the pigs are going up the shit, or something, they get a subsidy. And you know what? The blokes can't in the barley. The blokes can't in the pigs. What subsidy do they get? You know why? Because us big truck drivers with friggin' tattoos all over us, hairy leg truck drivers, <laughs> we just go. Oh, the nation depends on us. Where if we don't go out, the world don't turn because we're big hairy legged truck drivers. That's that's bullshit. There's a million people involved in the world turning, and it's not only. You know what? You know I'm going to do. I'm going to shave my legs tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What about your tattoos, Yogi? You're going to get rid of them too. One bridge at a time. Have you got tattoos, Yogi? I've got a couple, sleepy, just a couple. Yep, just a couple. They're not up yet, though. No, no, they're not. They're not. If I put, you know, one percent on the shirt, they're not. You know what? You know what, fellas? You know what, fellas? It's not all as serious as towns. It's just you've got to keep fighting. And and my heart goes out to bloody blokes like Glenn and Mike who've been they've been fighting the fight that I've I've been sort of part of, bloody. Yeah. I, I I appreciate your support, but it's not it's not just me. There's a whole there's a whole lot just been talking about it. You know, I, yeah. you know I, I've just been talking about it, and and uh, it's the likes of, of of other people like the associations, as you say. I don't like everyone knows I'm a member of the National Road Freighters Association, proud of it. Um, but the the fact is that, that there aren't enough people that are in the associations. And, yeah. Yeah, they've yeah, got to join. Yeah. I don't care which one they join. You can't do anything if you, without the without the numbers. And Strength the other is in numbers. Is, Strength yeah, is in numbers. But you yeah. can't do anything without it. You might even have the numbers, but you've got to have more to it. There's got to be people in the association yeah, that are prepared yeah, yeah. to stand up and say what they've got to say. And unfortunately, yeah. we've got people that are going to um, going to stand in the way of that. Now, I do have to say one thing. You talked about getting Michael Kane on the show, and I was running a bit of a counter there for a, a while, because I don't know whether Michael knew I was running the counter or not. But the, the reality was that, you know, these guys are hard to catch, and I think, you know, I, there, there's some things that I that, that Michael Kane and I will never agree on, right? Absolutely. There are some things that Glenn Searle and I will never agree on. There are some things that Craig... Craig Forsyth and I will never agree on. And sleepy and Mike. But that's right. And even you and me, mate, we've had, <laughs> we've had discussions about things. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to be able to talk to each other. And when Michael, exactly. came on the, when Michael came on the show and we had a chat, he got a fair go. I loved it. Right? He got a fair go. We made a joke yeah. out of it. We, had, we, yeah. we, we played a bit of the red corner, blue corner sort of thing. And, and, and Andy got the buddy the TV ringside thing going on and we had a bit of a joke about it Michael had a sense of humor and you know what Michael's come back on the show a couple of times we talked to each other by text message and that if I rang him up I know he'd answer the phone that happened because 
my friend Glenn Stirl, I think, put in a good word for me, Glenn. Love him. Didn't you? Yeah. Yes, didn't you, Glenn? Oh, I right. definitely did. Right. Yeah. And, and and the reality of it was the only reason why Michael didn't want to talk to me is because he thought we were just going to have a blue <laughs> and he didn't want to do it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you can't blame him for that. So now the thing about this, I'll tell you something else about Michael Kane. When we were talking about going on the, uh, we were talking about raising some money for guys to go to the rest area committee if they were going to lose time. Yeah, I rang yeah. Michael Kane oh, I agree. And I, I said, agree with that. I said, "Will you support us, Michael?" And he did. Right, he yeah, did. Five thousand dollars, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Now the other part about it was you talked about the uh, how we're affiliated with the the union and the NRFA. Well, I. I'm not, a, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the brains trust in the NRFA, but I can tell you my understanding is that we have a memorandum, a memorandum of understanding, and that means that we will walk in the same direction on the stuff we agree on and go in our own ways and things we don't. And that's perfectly fine. I can live with that. That's a sensible arrangement. We don't have yep. that with the ATA. We don't. We no. bloody well should. Terrible. We Isn't well it a should. shame? Isn't it a shame? Yeah. Everyone thinks we're critical. We're not. We're not, you know what, I, I've always said everyone should be an organisation. They could because yep. we can't fight a, a, a one-man fight. I can't go out here in the front with a placo. Well, I've got, I've got a bloody parking area, bloody um, uh, bloody Razorback parking area thing out in the front of my house and truck parking only out there. But in saying that, I can't go out and bloody with a placard and say that. You know, strength comes in numbers, as you said, Mike. And, you know, blokes listening tonight, Probably only a lot of market blokes on the road tonight. I probably should bloody come on with you blokes on Wednesday night, but um, Senator Glenn still there. <laughs> yeah, we're serious on a Wednesday night. We were a bit light-hearted on a Saturday night. We've been chilling into it tonight. Yeah, I know, um, I know. We, we, we sort of like to keep Saturday night a bit of a couple of beers and like the shed is pretty good. But anyway, you know, Wednesday night is <laughs> where we want to be putting the knuckles <laughs> on and we're going to have a fifty cup on Wednesday night. Craig, you been there? <laughs> <laughs> Craig, it's the adjudicator. You there, mate? Chair? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, I'm just listening to it all. If I, if I really need to, I'll cut you all off. But can, can I can I can I just uh, put this to your listeners and to you good uh, you guys yourself? Uh, I was remiss of me to um, report also because I was too worried about punch ups and what happened in Parliament. <laughs> but it's been it's been a big week down in Canberra for for the road transport industry too. Um, there was a delegation came down to Canberra. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The TWU and myself put it together with the NRFA, yep. and we had uh, the NRFA were proudly and very professionally represented by Gordon McKinlay, old mate oh, Chris yeah. Rowe, uh, Julie oh, Gandy. Yeah, 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 Julie, yeah. yeah, yeah. and uh, we had uh, gig workers. We had um, um, uh, employers. The employers were down. We had the uh, RTO, the Australian Road Transport Industrial Organisation, uh, down there. And uh, the chair of that is Peter Anderson from the VTA. Uh, we had Mike Ling, the president of the VTA. We had Laurie DePeace from Linfox was down as well, sitting beside the NRFA. And well, I teed up meetings with them um, with um, Senator Pauline Hanson, Senator Tammy Tyrrell, who is a crossbencher. These are the crossbenchers we need to get on board to get our um, yep. minimum standards, our, and when I say minimum standards, our enforceable minimum standards, whatever that, that may be, what the working group will present, and that's not me, if it's up to me, we know where that would go. 
but it's not. It'll be representatives from industry, and I, as you guys know, I've been pushing for a number of years now that the NRFA has to be at the table, and so far they have been. Uh, there was also meetings with David Pocock to talk about the industry needs reform. So it's been a huge week, and that's all brought apart. That is all brought, sorry, not apart, brought together because of this close working relationship between myself with the NRFA, with the TWU as well, and with employers who are on board too. So huge week no, down in Canberra. Yeah, we, we're um, all, we're all and, and I'm young in this game, 100%. You're like, I've been only 26 years. And we see now that groups that have decided to go with each other are going to go well. Mm-hmm. Going forward, yeah, spot on. Yeah, Dougie, yeah. I learned this many years ago as a young, fresh organizer, mate. That you could get out there and you could bark and scream and carry on and like a two bob watch. But when you've got three sides of the industrial fence being the employers, being the union, and being the owner driver organizations all singing from the same hymn sheet, and the government saying, Well, we're going to give you what you want. How the frigging hell do you say no? Although there are people saying no. Which the only you. thing I'm saying, Glenn, is there's certain things that you can isolate from what my original, um, what I come on to the outset of this, there's certain things you can isolate, um, negotiate. I don't think the um, business about parking areas, forget about um, us pissing on the side of the wheel or going into the bush to have, a, have the rest of it. We've done that all our life. That's the way we've been trained, right? Forget about all the amenities we need and all that, which, you know, probably a peasant's nest now. We're going to lose probably five parking areas for the sake of amenities. Forget about all that. The thing what where I come from is the families that have lost their loved ones because these things aren't in place. So it comes to a part of where... And, and I, I appreciate you, Blake, and what you're doing with parking areas and all that. But I think the industry is, the ind- as a whole, all of us, be it employers or employees, have lost the 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 bloody foresight of what is actually going on with their poor frigging drivers trying to obey the law but not finding somewhere to pull the bastard up, going down the road, and and having a mishap, be it one, be it two over twelve months. But if it's one or two, there's two lives we could have saved, you know. And well, you know, we talk about we talk about um, like the NRMA, which I read all the time, and I, I I put me two bobs worth into it. They're always talking about the importance of lives on the road with be it potholes and all that. What we're talking about here is our poor bastards. And as I said tonight. The bloke's coming out from the market, trying to get a parking in the in the bloody in the pig farm because they've done their hours. Come out of there, and I'm not not no, I'm not knocking caravans. Don't get me wrong, right? And there's people parked there, and they can't get there. You know, if they go down the road and go out over red, that's what we're talking about. Like the poor bastards, some some of them got kids and 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 like their wives and all that. You know, they don't get home. Mm. You know, it's, it's urgent. Well, it is urgent. Just, this is where this is where our our organisations, and I encourage everyone to be an organisation. This is where they're falling down. They should be making noises. They make noises when when 
other things happen. But, you know, this thing about us both trying to find a, a parking area, you know, it's bloody terrible. You know, mm. the trucks are getting bigger through no fault of ours. I was with Comet when we got permits to run B-doubles. So there was uh, six companies in, in New South Wales got B-doubles. Oh, Comet, we were one of them. You know, so we had a permit. We weren't allowed to stop anywhere except um, Maroolan. If, if we're on the Adelaide leg, we're allowed to stop Maroolan. We're allowed to stop at Hay. We're allowed to stop at Mildura to do our changeover. If we're doing Canberra, we're allowed to stop at Maroolan. We're allowed to do our change, our, our drop, our trail and everything at Canberra, come back and stop at Maroolan, come home. You know, that that was the setup. You know, um, nowadays, you know, there's, there's, it's just bloody crazy, mate. The poor bastards who are losing their lives, or not only losing their lives, go and scrub. Because they can't find somewhere, they can't pull in when they're in their lives, or not only losing their lives, go and scrub, because they can't find somewhere, they can't pull in when they're... I've never at Nimbin. I don't know, I'm looking at here, it's saying we're alive, but I don't know anymore. I don't, uh, I, I don't have it to... Do you? No, I might need to... So isn't, he interested in, isn't he interested in me inquiring where he is? No, no, he lives in the Northern Rivers. There we go. Yeah. We're live. We, we're yeah. going. No, hey, Barry, no, sorry, please, Barry. Please, I, li- please, I live at Evans Head. I, oh, I did tell you that before. Yeah, we do the, yeah, we do the water treatment plant there. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. When you said yeah. Nimbin. Do they treat uh, our water? They do, yeah. yeah. How many drugs do you put in it? Lots. <laughs> do you bring the drugs from Wollongong? <laughs> That's right. Back in the... Um, Back in my Comet days, we used, I, I um, when I first started with Comet, I, I did the, for subbies, I did the um, uh, Lismore run. Mm. And um, I worked for Denny Bowl. Oh, what a lovely bloke. Denny Bowlin, who came from up at Comet. I think he's dead now. He was a subby up there. So I I worked for him. And I actually, I used to work from that end. So I used to spend the weekends up there. And I so what I did, I tied me to the bit fitter when I was a young bloke. Anyway, I tied my push bike underneath the trailer and took it up there and I, I pedaled one week up from bloody, um, what's it, Nimbin? That's an eye opener, isn't it? Mm, but I don't go there very often. But So you did Comet work down south too? Yeah, bloody yeah. Did you know Curly Sutherland? Oh, uh, Curly. I was only talking about Curly today. Did you know much of Curly's history? Yeah. Be, we'll be talk careful. off air about that though. We'll yeah, leave be, that because yeah, yeah, be no. we've got another. No, 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 no. <laughs> no you haven't got to be careful. So Curly started with Curly started with Freightlines, which was my next company. Mm. So they used to change it. So you know what kissed me? The the bloody <laughs> podcast. We're going to find out. Here we go. Yeah, so true. we're going to find the out. Podcasts are all about the grey ghosts. Mm. You know, and I've only, right. I've only put on fake the book face tonight about um, someone put on about the Dodgers, Gold. and I said about the Dodgers and the LACs and the bloody Leylands that used to do overnight overnighters like uh, AEC mandators with bloody um, aluminium back. They were the true overnighters. Like all this shit about the bloody grey goes. Like it's <laughs> been running, running dead. Like you know, like I drove them. You know, like. It's, it's just sickening. But anyway, Curly started 
Curly was a train driver. Mm. Well, then, yeah. So he drove trains, and he used to tell me they shovel eight ton of coal between Sydney and Mittagong. So they went, so they left Sydney, and they go to Mittagong, and they'd already shoveled eight ton of large coal with them bloody four shovels between Sydney and Mittagong. Right. Um, and anyway, so then he went on the diesel, and then he started with freight lines, which was mate, not main nits. And they used to change. That's where I first met Billy. They used to change over in Gunnigai Main Street. Him and the cart. Um, Carberry, mm-hmm. the, the shop in the shop in um, Coolac yep. was originally owned by the Carberries and the fertilizer thing there. They were the Carberries, and yeah, Curly, Cur- oh Curly, Ken Sutherland, what a lovely bloke, what a funny bastard. Mm. You know what? You know where I first met him. Uh, so I knew him on the road as Curly, which we all had nicknames in days. And so I passed him. Oh, I don't know, it's probably three or four months. We're going up and down. Yeah, now Curly, yeah, good, good, good buddy. Yeah, what's the way? You know, all the rest of the shit. Anyway, one night, one day, him and his wife, Anne, mm. they were coming down to Sydney to do a bit of business, and they were in their Falcon, and coming along the Bradalden Strait, and it was daytime, and I'm coming back, and Curly got Anne to look up in the cab to see what I looked like, because I never remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he a lovely bloke, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you come from Tudor? Originally, yep. Did you know Dave Roy about this? Right. Wheelie? Wheelie. I think I knew his, I think I went to school with his son actually. Yeah, he was with McCree too. He he went with deluxe coaches. Hmm. Anyway. She's a small world, so we've got we've got a fairly fairly on the road radio, if anyone has wanted to call in, no one has. Because we've had a really good education today's three hours of power. We hmm. know we're all over it. Yes, it's been a fantastic show. It's uh, about time to start wrapping it up. I think we've gone for an hour long now. I've, uh, I've, you've got me on the bike a couple of times. Mm-hmm. A uh, couple. Of the I know, because uh, my mum's texted <laughs> in a couple of times, so <laughs> she's uh, she's listening to you all. I've got to apologise to Yogi's mum because I didn't let go with the magic word there before. And that, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And she got me here last week. She's got. I'm yeah, looking I at it She's now. Yagi's mum it says I heard that tech guy. Yeah, she I'm was gonna, onto it. I'm, uh, I'll probably get a clip up the ear next time I run into Yagi's mm. mum for being for being naughty. I'll <laughs> probably deserve it. Mm. How often do you get Glenn on before you go, Mister Stirl? Whenever yeah. he wants to come on. Mm. Yeah. I'd like He's to hear, to hear him and Rice Eater. Rice Eater and Mania. I'll tell you, I, no, I, no. I actually, I actually invited Rice Eater to come on. Oh right, and and he said he's scared of the keyboard warriors. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose I understand he's got a business. Yeah, but um, he's Glenn on for so. you, for you, for you, Glenn Rice Eater is an old school trucky, and he now does compliance, and uh, right. he, he really, he really does know the ins and outs of a. Of a uh, the way around, like not the way around things, but how things work, and to help people maximise their business, he's very, very, very good at it. What's and, his name? Uh, uh, Ian Pendrick. Ian Pendrick. Ian, Pen- Ian Pendrick. His name is. Yeah. He's old school. You know why we named it? You know how he got the name Rice Eater? Oh, go on. We'll, let's let's clear this up. We'll go for we'll go for another ten minutes. How's he called Rice Eater? Right. So we all used to run around in American gear. They say. You go on anything from cab over Kenworth to bloody um, uh, road bosses or 
White or Bloody Louisville's or what, which I had. Um, yeah. And Rice had her at a UD. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it all you, becomes clear. Do I have to? Do I have to spell it out? No, 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 we got it. I think we understand that one now, yeah. We understand it. We understand it. Hey, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, yeah. What a lovely bloke. What a... Glenn, you know what? He's worked for Billy Bastock. He's worked up in the territory on the the bloody um, cattle with Billy Bastock and all them bloody big names up, um, uh, Wright Brothers and all them up in the territory. And he came down here at his own truck. And you be interested in this, Glenn. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you folks now because I can go on and on. Hey, can I tell you the story? <laughs> Before I go. Come on, quickly. Right. So, so what happened? My father was a truck driver, right? Um, anyway, really? Okay. So back, yeah, so back in 1944 when I was born, Dad was coming up and he got the car cutter. And he rang up, I was born in Liverpool Hospital, so I rang up Liverpool Hospital and he said to the nurse there, he said, oh, how's, how's my wife going with the young bloke? She said, oh, yeah, he's been born. He said, he's been born without a tongue. And he said, oh, Caddy, Caddy. She said, yeah. Oh, Christ. So he rang up Reg Ansett, who was his mate. He said, hey, Reg, you're ringing your land oh, plane at Parcutta. And here we go. Tristate. Hey, my father was a truck driver. A truck driver never told lies, and he told me this, right? So he said to Red, he said, hey, Red, you're going to land a plane in Tarkata? And Red said, yeah, no worries, good buddy, yeah. So he landed the plane in Tarkata. He had a few blokes watching the power lines and all that. And what happened, they had to drag the plane out to Little Wagga Hill to take off because, like, uh, you know, because of a little bit of a rise. So anyhow, the plane took off. Anyhow, he said to Reg, he said, oh, can you drop us at Liverpool? Oh, I come from Liverpool. And the Liverpool um, baby hospital used to be an old house in Big Street. So anyway, old Reg landed the plane in um, McFry Street, Liverpool. Now I'm being dumped out. And he goes up to the hospital and he said, oh, geez, where's the missus? And she went up there and he said, oh, what are we going to do? And the nurse said, well, what we'll do, we'll poke him back up and you can make the tongue. And he oh. said, oh, you're right in a hurry. So they're poking, oh. poking back up. <laughs> This is serious, you know. Like, get get with it. Anyway, so they paid me back up. Where you gonna go? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Hey, Mike. So the old man make make the tongue. Anyway, so I was born, and when I was three, and he was telling me about the birds, when he's telling me about the birds and bees when I was three, and he said, "Now listen, son." He said, "It took me five minutes to make you, and half an hour to make your tongue. Now use the bath." <laughs> that's why I talk. That's why. That's why I talk so much, Yogi. Five minutes. What a legend! As a old truck driver, what a legend! Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and truck drivers don't tell lies, Yogi. Oh, do they? Oh, dear, no, dear. no, 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 no. Never tell lies. No, no. Well, no. well. Uh, I think it's about time to start wrapping this up. We're, I, get, we're going to have to. I've got to say thanks for coming on, Barry. It's been a, been a pleasure to have you on the show. Glenn, thanks for being on, mate. Um, I'm sort of sort of expecting to see that subscription uh, coming up there in the computer feed at some stage, mate. Um, you will, mate. You will. And uh, we, gonna, we do need, we're doing it a bit of a hand. I just. Long. Sorry, Mike. I, I, I sorry, Mike. I, I just want to say this. I know you want to wrap up. We have two minute statements in the Senate. 
Yeah, and young Ben, my, my right-hand man, says to me, young Ben, he's 32, he's been with me 12 years. He said, yeah. what do you want to do your two minutes on? I said, truck and life. <laughs> said, really? I said, really? I'm going to do two minutes. I said, no, you better find a five-minute spot because I don't think that's enough time. Mm. I'm yeah. well, I'll tell you what, mate, I'll be deeply, deeply honoured with, with that and uh, don't think that's going to get you a free subscription either. Um, because, <laughs> I, I, Senator, I'll give you mine. Like, you're a good bloke. Well, okay. I'll look west of Stones and look after west of Stones. I'll get one penny. I'll send it to you, mate. It's all good. All right, no doubt. We, we, we do have to we do have to buddy wrap up those. I mean, it's a it's a great thing, uh, Glenn. As I said, any time that you want to come on the show, mate, you're more than welcome. Uh, let's we'll try and keep it a little bit lighter next time. Yeah, thanks, um, thanks, night. Barry. And, uh, thank, thank, thank you, thanks, to Barry. Justin Twyford. We did have a yeah, we did have Justin on before, and thank you yeah. very much for filling the spot. So we're yeah, yeah thank and you. Uh, everyone that's listened, thank you very much. And right. we apologise for on a little bit of. Can, can I come, come on again? Can I come on again just be a listener? <laughs> okay. yeah, you, can. you can listen yeah. without being on here, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, truly, I've enjoyed this. It's like, it's like sitting in the old bloody cafe at Yaston. I'd be having a yarn to you. It's, like this bloody, um, it's been great. And there's a few blokes there. As I said before, like um, I've listened to you, both, and yeah, I love you, you know. And Ben Still, you're freaking doing a good job, and so are you, Mike. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And like we don't do, we don't do it all on our own, mate. It's a team effort. All right, that's it. It's been good. Glenn, we'll uh, just hang on for a second. Glenn, I'll have a quick chat with you. No, right, mate. No worries. No thanks, right, guys. We're going to go to a tune, and that's yeah. it for the night. But uh, yeah. thanks everyone for listening in tonight. Um, been fantastic. Yeah. Talk to you all again Wednesday. Wednesday See you, Noel night. from Nimbin. Wednesday Noel night. Noel from Nimbin. Noel from oh. Nimbin. See you, mate. Hold right. on. I'm just going to a song, so thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you.